The following podcast may contain adult language and an abundance of salt. So get ready, nerds, because we're talking Star Trek Part 5, the J.J. Abrams Trilogy. Welcome and thank you for joining us today on the Salty Nerd Podcast. We are going to be talking about the J.J. Abrams Trilogy starring uh, Chris Pine as Captain James T. Kirk. And I am (laughs) joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds and Trekkies. Starting with Matt Vader. What's up, dude? I'm good. You ready to talk about I'm some th- Trek? I'm, let's talk about some Kelvin timeline. Oh, yeah. We're going to yes. get in. We're going to get some nerdy. Yes. Yeah. Kelvin, Kelvin timeline. timeline. God, what a mess. You got to love it or hate it. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know where I'm quite yet. yet. <laughs> we'll find out today. And also the newest Trekkie, Jude. Are you still on board? We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. All right. I can see that. All right. And uh, the producer himself i forgot what your title was <laughs> <The producer. laughs> that other guy that the other dude that's here that yeah. uses the cameras with his magic fingers what's up kadish oh i have mixed feelings about this show today <laughs> because uh i have a very big love-hate relationship with jj abrams I track i was well i know that you have like some serious salt just towards jj abrams in general so mm-hmm. i kind of figured that was going to bleed over into these movies so who do you hate more jj abrams or Zack snyder it's not a question of hate. It's it's a question of I used to love these guys and they've disappointed me time and time again. Who has hurt you more? Ooh. Oh, JJ's you really did, want did, you know, did JJ touch you in your <laughs> private places? You think about it like <laughs> Zack Snyder hasn't really messed with any of those long-term nerd franchises. Oh, DC yet. he messed with pretty oh, bad. Yeah, yeah but he, I mean I don't know. The Snyder Cut wasn't terrible. No, he made him better. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, I like the Snyder Cut. Yeah, I like Wonder Woman. That was a Zack Snyder project. I mean, it was directed Snyder by Snyder. Snyder was Jenkins, responsible but. for the entire architecture of the DCEU, which ended up imploding on itself. <sighs> that might have been stupid. Was that his fault? I'm really sorry fault. that I asked the question. Yeah, We're going to get it. So, this Trek. is now a Snyder show. Well, well J.J. Abrams <laughs> ruined two of my favorite exactly. all-time franchises. So. so far. So far. So far. <laughs> What's he on to next? He's on DC. Is he on DC yeah, next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're getting, we're getting a black Superman pretty soon. All right, guys, before we dive into the first J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie, a real quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you want to support the podcast and you listen to us regularly, don't forget to go to saltynerdclub.com. There you can join our Patreon team and uh, get exclusive access to all kinds of really cool stuff, behind-the-scenes photos. You get to chat with us, the uh, host of the podcast. Let us know what you want us to talk about next and get some blooper reels, which are freaking hilarious i laugh all the time when i watch those things it's just us being drunk and stupid so if you're into that kind of thing saltynerdclub.com is the place to be all right the first jj abrams star trek movie jude take it away what is this movie all about it is 2009 star trek rated pg-13 with a runtime of two hours seven minutes had a budget of 150 million dollars what do you gentlemen think this brought into the box office I'll go with Vader first because you're chewing on donuts. He's, he's got some cream on his face. There. Vader, what do you think this brought in the box? $322.5 million. That's a very fine guess. Alex? I'm going to go with a little bit lower than that. Okay. $250. You chose poorly. $385. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Better than I thought. Almost $400 million. Nice. You ready for the synopsis? Go for it. All synopsis. right. Time-traveling Romulans kill Kirk's dad the day he's born. 
Fast forward 25 years and JT Kirk is a bar brawling bad boy with an eye for the ladies. Seeing leadership qualities in him, Captain Pike convinces Kirk to join Starfleet, where not only are there ladies, but green ladies, horned ladies, smelly ladies, all kinds of ladies ripe for the JTK pickup. Kirk spies a young Uhura and thinks, I bet she'd be into me. But in a twist that defies all logic, she's not into Kirk. She's into Spock. Do you like that? Dude, that was a Vulcan pun. I'm so (laughs) proud of you. (laughs) The gang is all young, starry-eyed, and together on the Enterprise when those pesky time-traveling Romulans attack Vulcan and kill Winona Ryder. (laughs) Kirk and Spock must work together using logic and rebelliousness to defeat the Romulans before they can destroy Earth. I think that was one of your best synopsises ever. Girlfriend, just wait. Oh my God. We got three movies. Woo. Pretty good. I'm all kind of jittery about that. That was pretty good. All right. Can I go first? uh, Oh, of course. Yeah. Go for it. As your first experience, right? You've never seen this movie before? Correct. Awesome. Oh, wait. No, I think I did. I think I saw it actually with one of my exes. Um, (laughs) But like I had no content. I had no context for it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you didn't even know who. James Kirk was originally. I mean, I knew who he was. I I was I was born well, in America. But you weren't in love with him. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so I think that as a whole, um, I think I probably would have liked these movies had I not already fallen in love with the OG Star Trek. Mm. The third one is my favorite that we're gonna talk about. Um, and I I just feel like these are these aren't what I want in Star Trek. These are blockbuster sci-fi movies, which is not my thing. Um, there's no camp and there's really not a whole lot of heart. Mm. And then m- like messing, like changing the timeline and like coupling up people that do not belong together really <laughs> was bothersome to me. Um, so d- I did not love it, but I didn't hate it either. I just kind of didn't care. It, it was funny because Jude really loved how in... Uh, was it Star Trek five or six? Basically it's revealed that, you know, Scotty and Uhura are a thing. Yeah. And she hated the fact that, um, Uhura and Scotty were not together in the JJ thing. It was the whole time. Every time she makes out with, with Spock, I was like, Oh my God, Scotty's right there. (laughs) (laughs) He was too busy hanging out with his little androgynous. His little little buddy. man. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, Get down. <laughs> like, um, where did that thing come from? I never quite have understood that. I never did either. It's well, just like a fun little alien that he hangs. Is, is that his dog? It's does, so, he, does he put clothes on his dog? I probably I, that guy was an engineer, I think. He was very smart. He was a sidekick. I think he was like a sidekick. Anyway. Oh, he just kind of hung out. Uh, Jude, I just want to say your take seems to be the general consensus among many yeah. longtime Trekkie fans that okay. I know who watched this movie, you just, you said exactly what they all said. I'm glad, I'm glad you went first because you would have been mad at me for saying everything that you just said. <laughs> well, I think probably because we usually go in that order and uh-huh. I always go after Vader and then go, you yeah, I think the same thing. <laughs> it seems like I don't actually have an opinion. So thanks for letting me um, show the 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 fans we'll, out there that I actually can think no, We let the woman go first. Yeah. Oh, you guys are so progressive. <laughs> <laughs> Given what she said, yeah. um, you will probably be surprised to know that I actually really enjoy these movies. Awesome. But I don't enjoy them as Star Trek movies. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're not Star Trek movies. They're wannabe Star Trek movies, but they're really good action movies. Yeah. They're beautifully 
done, you know, but growing up on old Star Trek, this, these were really weird to watch and see when they first came out because everything's different. Yeah. Everything It's like, but, but that was part of what JJ did and he did it on purpose. He started an alternate timeline the Kelvin so timeline. he could fuck with everything that he wanted to screw with. And it I get pissed, it. And it, I pissed a lot like of, it. and it pissed a lot of Trekkies yeah. off. Yep. It sure did. It really did. Including me. Well, now whole, 10 years, 11 years later, hold on. I, I go back and, and I watch these and I, and I feel like I, I'm enjoying them more now than I did 10 years ago. Okay. I have a question. So, yeah. Um, we got to get to Katie's in a second. But I don't ahead. remember when the last um, Next Gen movie was in comparison to the how Nemesis, much time? seven years. That's it not very long. a seven year gap. Okay. So, so Nemesis came out, and then seven years later, JJ did the revamp Kelvin okay. timeline. Okay. So, uh, Katie, your general thoughts on this first movie? So, I have an issue with JJ's whole initial concept for this mm -hmm. thing because we now know, looking back, that J.J. Abrams is creatively bankrupt. Yep. He has no original ideas on his own. He basically takes what better, more creative people did before him and recycles it. And he usually does so very poorly. And my biggest issue with this has always been the fact that he decided to revisit the original series and do his take on it, but do it in the most lazy way possible. <laughs> because the whole point of doing the quote-unquote Kelvin timeline which is when Nero and his Romulans come back in time, mm -hmm. destroy uh, the, the USS Kelvin and, and kill um, Kirk's dad. Creates a splinter timeline. Yeah. It, it blows up Vulcan. Yeah. But the whole point of doing that was because JJ didn't want to be beholden to all right. the continuity that came before him. And he wanted to basically do what he wanted to do without having to worry about what came before. Yeah. And he did the exact same thing when he took over Star Wars, where he basically invalidated the entire expanded universe. And uh, that wasn't his decision. Though, no, was no, it? that was part of his decision. Like he was one of the, like, be, because he wanted to do this stuff that with Ray and, and Finn and all yeah. this stuff. I, didn't, I don't feel like the first order. So I know this he had, cool. he had to basically get rid of all the expanded universe stuff because that basically invalidated everything he wanted to do. Okay. Uh, Vader, you want to say something? Well, this isn't a star Wars discussion, but I don't feel like he invalidated star Wars with, with the force awakens. Okay. I feel like he genuinely was trying to continue the storyline 30 years or whatever it was later. I completely this, disagree. This is completely different. This is going to turn into a Star Wars you know, fight. No, I, I'm, I'm just not going to go there. Yeah. Because when, when, when Phantom Menace came out, it wasn't despised like it was, like it is now. J Ryan Johnson destroyed that movie. You, you mean The Last Jedi? The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi invalidated the Force Awakens. The Force Awakens. Force Awakens was a reboot of the new well, Yeah, well, the, I mean, I'm not saying anyway, it wasn't. The, the thing but, was is that JJ basically, like he started from a bad foundation in both franchises where basically he took, he basically erased all the original series episodes, all the next generation episodes, all that stuff. He threw that out the window and said, I'm going to do my own thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And he never quite reconciled that stuff. And I can remember around this time. So this movie was basically written by Roberto Orsi, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon Lindelof, along with J.J. Abrams. Alex Kurtzman's fingerprints are on this movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, yeah. His fingerprints are on the first two of the J.J. ones. Um, <laughs> but but around, around this time, uh, Kurtzman and Orsi were big at Paramount because they were behind the Transformers movies. J.J. Um, Abrams had revitalized the Mission Impossible franchise. 
And so they were kind of like Paramount's golden boys. And around this time, like before this, because of the, there was a seven year gap, right? Between next generation and this movie. And one of the reasons for that was because uh, Sumner Redstone, the guy who owned Viacom that owned Paramount and all that stuff, uh, he was unhappy with the stock price of Viacom. <laughs> and so he decided to split the company into two. One was going to be a value stock company, which was going to be CBS that held all their kind of tried and true workhorse TV properties, the ad revenue, all that stuff. And that was going to be for um, uh, value stock, where basically the stock price is very steady. You can hold that. You can retain its value. And then Viacom was going to be the growth stock. And that was like MTV, VH1, all the stuff, Paramount Pictures. It was going to be riskier property, but the potential for stock growth was going to be bigger. Well, it just so happened that Viacom stock tanked and CBS stock grew. And in the split up between these two companies, um, what happened was is that CBS, the company, got the rights to the Star Trek TV shows, whereas Viacom got the rights to the Star Trek movies. And so it was this weird kind of situation where in order to make a movie, Viacom had to license Star Trek stuff from CBS. Right. And it was a huge legal mess. And um, the guy who ran CBS, Les Moonves, was a well-known hater of all things science fiction, and he hated Star Trek. And he was the one who basically kept it off the air for five years. And so when they did this, uh, this um, company divide, Paramount needed a, a hit. And so uh, Les Moonves was ordered to give them the rights to do a Star Trek movie which uh, they brought in J.J. Abrams to handle. And they basically said, J.J., you're going to be like, you know, so well taken care of. You can do anything you want. And he had these plans for all these like multimedia, like crossover stuff, comic books, books, digital shorts, like all this stuff, all based around his concept of Star Trek. Mm -hmm. And after he made this movie, he found out that Les Moonves and CBS basically owned all the, the rights to this stuff and he couldn't get permission to do anything he wanted. And so he lost interest in it. And that leads into a little bit into darkness stuff. But overall, like the fact that he basically started the foundation of his reboot with the original series and invalidating everything that came before it, I feel um, was very detrimental to the future of Star Trek. Right. So what are your general thoughts on this first movie? I liked it. <laughs> After all that, you Jesus. Liked it? Well, now just leave to, it to Kadish to, to have a conversation about stock prices. I know. A nerd yeah. conversation. If, if you want to get more into that stuff, you have an article. Yeah, you do. Right out there, on which Medium I have read, and it's very interesting. It's good. Where 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 can they find that? So if they go to medium.com forward slash at Matthew Kadish, um, it's called the Star Trek Civil War, right. and it basically is a behind the scenes look at like the entire run of Star Trek from the original series up to the JJ right. era and the. Um, the shenanigans that took place behind the scenes. Now, when I say I like this movie, like, don't get me wrong. I think that all three JJ Trek movies mm -hmm. are enjoyable films, but the fact that th the changes that were made and the decisions that were made with these films, I fundamentally disagree. Oh, with. I, I, I'm with you, man. But yeah. here's the thing. Unlike, like last week I had the exact opposite feeling of like tomorrow war. Right. Mm -hmm. But for this, for, for these movies, for some reason, and being a long, lifelong, hardcore Trekkie that I, I have been, I have no problem for some reason being able to click something in my head that turns off the old 
original crew and next generation stuff. And for some reason, I'm able to compartmentalize these movies as their own thing. Okay. And I wasn't able to do that at first, but, but for some reason now, and I just learned that I can do this by rewatching these movies this week. I can, I can watch these things on their own now and almost kind of enjoy them. Okay. And it's, and it's weird because I've never felt that way about these movies. I, I, the cast is fun. I thought they, I've always thought they were cast well. Oh yeah. I agree. You know, Pine is Kirk. I mean, he did really well. They're I not, they're did. not going to find anybody else out there that can do Shatner as well as Shatner or as, or as well as he's, you're never going to do Shatner as Kirk, yeah. but, but as far as what Pine has been able to do, there's some mannerisms kind of, there. Yeah. Yeah. There's he's some, kind of owned yeah. it a little personality bit. quirks and mannerisms that I think he, he keyed in you on. Know, do you um, think that Shatner was like stoked that no, he came I, from a Hemsworth? I doubt I, it. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Shatner he was like yeah shit. Hemsworth my dad the oh, fucking god Lord. of thunder yeah. Yeah. my yeah. dad is Thor that's, yeah that's well, it, it's funny when this movie came out no one knew who Chris Hemsworth yeah, was yes. I know it was a cameo he was only in it for like this the first was, five this minutes yeah. pre-Thor right yep pre-Thor uh, okay so I'll give you guys my general thoughts um, I I agree more with Vader than I do with Matt um, I think that because of the way that they split this timeline I don't think it invalidates. I can go watch those movies yeah. or those TV shows and those movies from OG to the next gen and moving forward. I can still enjoy those shows and know that they so, still exist. I, I, just, I want to add really quick, just yeah. to be fair. If you had asked me that question a week ago, I would have said, I don't even want to watch these stupid movies because, <laughs> because they're bullshit. They're just, they're not tracked. Yeah. And I really don't still don't think of them as tracked. but for some, like I said this week, for some reason, something clicked. Well, it's, it's it, different. It created a number of issues among the fandom because like yeah. when, when discovery came out and all that stuff, we were like, what timeline is this? Is yeah. this the Kelvin? I timeline? think, yeah. See, like, well, right. like, that, and, and like Picard in, in particular, it's like, is, wait, we thought that this was invalidated by the Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Like nobody knows what timeline the new Star Trek. Right. Uh, but that's a whole other, that's a management that's a issue. Thing. I think for me as a fan, I see this Kelvin timeline as just like a, a spinoff. What if? What, sure. what if somebody came back in time and, and shit went south, Kelvin yeah. got destroyed. This is what would have happened. But, but I mean, but like the, if, if the movies had bothered to establish that this is an offshoot timeline and that others timelines still existed, like even if it was just like a line of dialogue saying that it'd be one thing, but, I think that it, it's created so many issues because they've never fully explained it. And it didn't I, need to be that way. I don't I, know if I, I agree think, with you or not. It's like my, I have issues with these people who, there was a lot of people that complained about these movies because the aesthetic of that time period changed so much between 1967 yeah. and 2009. And, you know, to me, Look, it's, it's like, what else are they going to do? Are they going to recreate the cardboard, cardboard sets, sets with blinking lights with, with people pushing the doors <laughs> in and out when they walk? No. Through stuff? It's not going to happen. No. You know, I thought what they did as far as the enterprise design and the sets. Okay. I need to get to that in a second. Because I have issues. I do have some issues with the internet. Really? But as far as the aesthetic of, and the lights and the controls and the kind of the, the virtual reality stuff and the light up screens, I thought, they, I thought this was very cool. And I love the aesthetic that they did in this thing. But as far as the ship goes, it, it, if, every time I watch these movies, it messes with me because the interior of the ship, it's like they're going into some kind of magic box or if they go inside the door of the ship, everything expands to where it's like 50 times larger than what it is. <laughs> looks like it is from the outside. Yeah. Like the engine room and the shuttle bay and stuff. They're huge. Well, look, man, they're, they're enormous. It's I, like you put, it's like you go into T-Mobile 
It's like you go into a basketball arena and you walk into well, look, like, a, a football stadium. It's ridiculous. These ships are supposed to be freaking huge. Yeah. So like in the 60s, you had a very limited budget where the the bridge looks like no, no, it's I'm one not, room. I'm not complaining about that. I'm complaining about the, the, the look of the ship on the show compared to what it looks like when they're actually inside the ship. The engine room and that kind of thing. It's like the engine room turns into like they're inside Hoover Dam. I'm all right with well, that. Well, the, the, you know, the engine room goofy. was actually shot in a Budweiser brewing factory. Well, Hell yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I like that. Aesthetically, design-wise, I think these movies are freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with you. Like, I'd say that, like, all, all the J.J. films were well cast. Uh, the production design was really good. The special effects were great. Like, they, they are gorgeous movies. They look fantastic. But... To me, it was like him having to like basically get rid of over 50 years of continuity right. in order to make these movies always bugged me because he could have done like he either could have just set these in the original series era and have them be like, OK, this is these are the characters and these are other adventures that they're going on. Or um, he could have had like a whole new crew and just been unbound to every, everything that came before him because he was going forward instead of going backward. So. Like my issue is just with the the foundational aspects of yeah. these movies. Okay, well let's. I I kind of feel like JJ was messing with sacred stuff. It's possible. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think it would. It wouldn't have mattered what he did. If you're gonna go mess with Kirk and Spock and McCoy and the original crew and the Enterprise, no, you you would have pe- upset people regardless of what you did. Yeah. It's just, it would have been impossible. I don't blame, I don't blame people for being upset. I don't either. Uh, I will say though, Carl Urban as McCoy, it's freaking genius. Oh my God. He's he's, so fun. He's channeling, channeling the dude. All that was left is my bones. I was so freaking good. You you know, what's funny is Chris Pine didn't want to do a impression of Shatner uh, in his performance. But if you look at like, you know, Scotty and Bones <laughs> and Spock, they're all basically doing impressions mm-hmm. of the characters that came yeah. and, and they're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of wish Pine had done a little bit more shatter. <laughs> okay, so we're getting a little bogged in the mud here. Um, we, let's, we needed to do that. Uh, yeah, I, I get yeah. it. For the first iteration of this, kind of getting our feelings out because there. Because those those iterations, those those thoughts, they're, that's going to carry it through to all three of these movies. Yeah, I, and I, so. for me, I think I feel similarly to the way they dealt with the Star Wars EU Um I don't blame them for doing that. You was so massive. Yeah. I do think the real sequels is the Thrawn trilogy, just to be clear for everybody Absolutely. out there. So you don't, I don't get a bunch of hate mail. That's the true sequel, seven, eight, nine. But besides those three books, which are freaking spectacular, I think the EU on a whole, like kind of moving that to legends and kind of making your own way. I, I get it. I understand business wise. It just makes more sense not to have to follow each and every one of those thousands of books. Same thing I think is true of this. If you want to do a movie and you want, like, I really want to play in the sandbox with the original characters, but I don't want to screw anything up and possibly have some continuity errors. So I'm just going to make a splinter timeline and it'll be its own thing. That way the rest of it can still exist. It's a very Star Trek thing to do. That's how I feel about it. (laughs) Like the rest of that stuff still at all the movies, all the TV shows that we grew up on, they all still exist. They're in their own timeline. This is just a splinter thing off on those sides. I've never really understood why people have such a huge issue with the Kelvin timeline because there's alternate timelines set up in in the original. Oh my series. gosh! Star Trek messes there's, with there's, time. There's all the, the mirror yeah. universe yeah. in every single series. There's a mirror. Universe I just watched Voyager. There was an episode of Voyager where they like changed 
they destroyed planets by going back in time or something. And I'm yeah. like, so is this like, there's no repercussions <laughs> to this or what? Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the story itself, um, getting to know how Kirk got into Starfleet. How do we feel about that? I really enjoy the relationship between Kirk and Captain Pike. I think it was really well done. I think they, the motivation of Kirk to like, he has to be that hot shot who has to prove himself. He was a little bit directionless. You know, he didn't know where he wanted to go with his life. And Pike came in there and like gave him a compass. Yeah. I really liked that. I thought it was great motivation. I understood why the character was doing what he was doing. And I think it fit really well. How, how do you feel about the motivation for Kirk? Um, I thought it was, uh, it was okay. I felt it was kind of a bit contrived at places, but you know, this is, this is the part where people have to separate the original timeline into the Kelvin timeline. You know, it's like, this isn't, he wasn't raised by his this, father. This isn't William Shatner. Kirk. Yeah. This is what happened to Chris Pine Kirk. Yeah. You know, and it's like, he was raised by his, Mother and her boyfriend who liked to collect old cars from the seventies, I guess, you know, so <laughs> how many years old would that car be? Uh, like 200, I think. Damn, that's pretty badass. Yeah. Jude, how did you feel about uh, Kirk's motivation in the beginning of this movie? Um, I liked getting kind of that backstory, but like, it's kind of difficult for me because I don't have all of the history with Star Trek that y'all do. So for me, it, it kind of, it gets confusing in my brain when I'm like, oh, okay, this is the history. And then I'm like, no, wait, this is an alternate history. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was a little confusing, but if I just separate it and, and just call it a movie by itself, yeah, I liked it. Okay. Um, what I will say is that I hated everything with Ahura. <clears throat> oh, because of the Spock thing? I hated that, but also like the Ohura that, that I love and she's kind of like this sexy, sassy, feisty gal. And I felt like Zoe Saldana played her very uptight and rigid and she was more of a match for Spock in this, but I also hated it at the same time. And I hmm. felt like, why is she so rigid when she gets older? She's like, I was expecting to be like, when does she learn the fan dance <laughs> this whole time? And like, I got like, three movies later, I'm like, no fucking fan dance. Are you serious? <laughs> and I just didn't like anything about her character through throughout all of the movies. Huh, okay. they, they never really, she didn't really have a lot of characters. She was a, yeah, I, I can see that now. She was just she, mad at her boyfriend she, for three movies. She's the hot chick. You're not she's wrong. The hot, hot chick in the skirt. Yeah. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's a good point. Like That's a good point. They did kind of do a horror. I mean, a I, I think, uh, I think Scotty's, Scotty's little tag along dude got more character growth. Than yeah. Ooh, did. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Candace, how about you? How do you, how did you feel about the setup and motivation for Kirk uh, in this movie? So there, there were some things I liked. like, I actually enjoyed um, giving her character a little bit more agency. We actually got her first name in, <laughs> in this movie for once. Um, and um, I liked, you know, seeing, um, Kirk and Bones meet for the first time. And uh, I thought it was kind of weird about how Spock was the one who designed the Kobayashi Maru. Yeah. And uh, that first meeting with with Kirk uh, after he cheated to to win it. My One of my biggest issues, like I liked the Pike-Kirk relationship. However, it always bothered me that Kirk went literally from a cadet who was on suspension from Starfleet becoming a first officer and then becoming a captain within the span of like two minutes because he's Pike's boy. Yeah. But, but it's but, not about what you know. It's about who you know. But, but even yeah, he so, didn't really earn it. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's a chain of command um, on the starships. And so like to elevate Kirk to first officer right off the bat, like the guy was fresh out of the academy. Mm -hmm. um, didn't even have a rank of ensign. He was a cadet. Yeah. 
and all of a sudden he's a first officer, I would think that someone like Sulu or Chekhov, who are lieutenants on the bridge, would be, you know, next in line for that. And, and so, like, I would think that they would have issue taking orders from this guy who basically just snuck on boards as a and, stowaway. And cheated his his last exam. <laughs> yeah. And, and and then, like, when um, when Spock steps down because he got an, um, all emotional and attacked Kirk, and then Kirk is like, I'm the captain of the ship now. It's just like, dude, well, slow your roll for a second. <laughs> yeah, it was like he was handed the keys to the kingdom without having earned it. And then all of a sudden he was like, well, I guess I better learn how to be a king but, now. But, but it's it's typical JJ storytelling yeah. because JJ Abrams, like with, with Ray, it's like she didn't earn being a Jedi. She just became a Jedi. With Kirk, he didn't earn being a captain. He just yeah. became a captain. Mm. And that's always been my issue with JJ Abrams style storytelling is that he just fast forwards. Um, he, he's like, these characters are meant to be in a certain place and therefore I'm going to put them in that place. It doesn't matter if they earned it or not. So I always had like, that was always my issue with these movies is that, you know, just started off with them as, you know, cause like Kirk, he, when he turned 30, he got command of the enterprise. And before that he had been uh first officer on the Farragut for like a while or something like that. And so like he earned his way to that captain's chair after Pike um, stepped down. So to to see him just kind of like shoots like, and ladders his way up to yeah, it. <laughs> yeah. Going literally yeah, from a cadet to captain within the span of like I, a day. It's I, really I, unbelievable and kind of annoying. I a hundred percent agree with you. It was very contrived. That's a fair, very yeah. fair criticism. I think um, it's, it's a solid point. It's hard to argue. I can't really argue yeah. against it. I mean it. The, the, that in that 10 minute span of the movie, it's, you just kind of head. I mean, they make reasons for it happening. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, they, yeah. they force it to happen. And it's all Pike. Pike is just the one like, I believe in this kid. And that's, that's what makes him. You know, there's, the there's, 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 like I said, this movie, I, I enjoy it on an aesthetic level. Mm -hmm. it, it's they're, they're fun movies, but if, if you don't turn your brain off and just kind of go with it, you're going to get mad. And I, like I said, I totally understand why people don't like these movies. I do. Another because it's, because it's contrived. The whole Spock being on the ice moon of Vulcan yeah, I was going to ask, what did you guys was, think you know, about the reveal just, of Leonard Nimoy oh, came? It was very contrived. Contrived? Very, very yeah, confusing it was, yeah. for me. So, I mean, they like, explained I, I, it. I like the whole thing where he comes through the wormhole and everything. Yeah. But it just. And then this dude, the yeah, Romulan guy, just, Nero, yeah. he wanted him to watch his planet die. So he put him on the closest <laughs> planet to see one, it. One of the things I hate about J.J.'s science fiction, J.J. Abrams' science yeah. fiction, is he doesn't understand distances in space no. <laughs> like, like 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 if he was that close to vulcan he would have been sucked into yeah like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, like, like there's well, no this, way this movie doesn't know how black holes work no either. not at all it's like it, all. it collapses the planet and then it just disappears it's like yeah. well hold on a second yeah technically it wasn't a black hole it was Those a really singularity made yeah. by the red matter which kind of sucks in on itself until it disappears oh it's like a one-shot thing yeah because they describe it as a black hole don't they yeah. Well, it, it's a singularity, which, okay. is, which is which you could call a black hole. But yeah. the, the idea of this like MacGuffin red matter, yeah. where you, you take you take like a thimble right. full of it, and it creates a singularity <laughs> just 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 big enough to where it collapses in on itself and disappears. It's pure JJ Abrams. Nonsense. It really is. Yeah. It's like it's like what is this? I remember watching this thing the first time. We're going, what the fuck is red matter? Where, where does this come from? It's and like, the whole the whole idea that you have to drill to the core of the planet yeah, to yeah. in order to like, like implement it. Does it only like, ignite in you the could, middle of the you could just molten lava? Throw it out the window yeah. and it would still suck the planet. Obviously, in. all you gotta do is hit it with a photon torpedo yeah. or something. And, and, and also the, the concept that both Vulcan and Earth were completely undefended by you know, ships in, in the area that could have come in and like mm -hmm. taken out that drill. Uh, from Nero's ship, like like well, that's the, that's kind of a Star Trek trope. It's like, oh, we're the only oh, yeah. ship in the sector. Yeah, that happens so we gotta, all we the gotta time. We got to go take care of this with our, 
You know, because yeah. everybody the else Enterprise is, out- is the only one close but, enough but, to reach this place. <laughs> that happens all oh, the yeah, time. Yeah. But, you know, even in Star Trek Four, when the, the whale thing mm. um, approached Earth, there were defenses that that thing just like barreled through. Well, the same thing happened in this movie. Nero, when they sent the fleet after it and they show up a little bit late, oh, yeah, and the yeah. whole fleet's just completely just yeah, wasn't, decimated. Yeah, wasn't that convenient. That was a very so well, Sulu. You know how to fly this thing, right? Uh huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is the parking brake on? You know, I, if, if they would have been dead if he hadn't. Like, look, man, I think that shit's on. funny. I thought yeah, that was a funny line, and I also like this. This is a small little nod to the TV show, which I guess I have to give props to JJ a little bit for actually watching the original show. Don't you dare! Unlike Kurtzman, they have that light, that one strip of light that goes across the actor's eyes that's sitting in the captain's yeah. chair. That's that's classic OG Trek. I, I thought that was well, interesting. Well, you know, they, they did a good job of throwing in references. Yeah. The, the biggest problem with this is that J.J. Abrams, Alex Kurtzman, and Damon Lindelof weren't actually fans of the show. The only real Star Trek fan was Roberto Orsi. And he was kind of like their guide on like, no, like this is not Trek. This is Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise, they were just like, well, we're, we're just going to make it up as we go. <laughs> I mean, um, all they needed was one of those Star Trek encyclopedias. I cut one at home. I would have let him borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> but but get, getting back to the Leonard Nimoy cameo, like I, I had issue with this. Um, so Leonard Nimoy had been basically turning down every request to come back as Spock, whether it be in a TV show or movie or like whatever, for like years. And these guys came and met him at his house. And they were like, we're not going to do this movie without you. Spock is a big part of this. Like we want you involved in this movie. And, and here's why. And they convinced him to come back for this film. And in the meantime, Shatner's like, hey, I'll come back too. And they're like, no. And basically Shatner's like, why, why not? You got Leonard coming back. And they're like, well, first of all, you died in um, you know Star Trek Generations. Uh, second of all, um, we just don't want to deal with you. And, and, and so like, <laughs> it was kind of funny because Shatner basically, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but after Generations, he actually wrote a book that's canon- uh, canonical uh, in the Star Trek universe where Kirk comes back to life. And uh, and so he was like, well, you, you could just use the story from this book to explain my coming back. And they're like, no. <laughs> um, but but he really wanted to be a Damn. part of, of this movie. Like he wanted to be on that ship with Spock that went back in time to try to save the Romulans and stuff like that. See, I always took it for me like – Vulcans live an extremely long life, much longer than human beings. So I always assumed that this was the very tail end of Spock's life and mm-hmm. Kirk, McCoy, all those guys have been long gone. And he's like the only one left of the OG cast and, or, or the OG crew. And well, he, Bones is still alive. He what was, he was 137 in. He was in Counter of Farpoint. Yeah. In the first episode of, yeah. of TNG, he was like 137 years old. He talked to Data. Right. I remember, yeah, I just watched it. I was like, man, that's freaking crazy. I didn't know he was there. That's really cool. But I just thought for me, like in my head canon, I don't know if this is explained in the movie or not, but I just, I just took that as like, this is Spock at like 300 something years old and everybody else is long gone. That's, that's just kind of how I justified it. I didn't really know the backstory that they kind of snubbed Shatner. That's well, kind of that's well, messed well, up. Well, I mean, isn't it kind of karma though? Because Shatner <laughs> snubs a lot of people. Originally, they were going to have a, a scene where older Spock gave his younger self an, a holographic kind of letter from Kirk. Mm. So William Shatner would have showed up as a hologram, um, you know, talking to his friend Spock. And it would have ended with like the space, the final frontier, like speech. And that I think would have been a fitting way to sure. get him in the movie. And they were just like, nah, just give him a bottle. I, th- I think, I think the hardcore fans would have appreciated. That I think little, so too. For uh, sure. Uh, uh, another little funny bit about this is so uh, point number one, 
originally Matt Damon thought that he was in the running to be Captain Kirk, <laughs> but JJ Abrams was like, nah, dude, you're too old. And then, yeah. so like he was out of the running. Oh. And then secondly, when they were editing the movie, they, uh, did a screening of it to uh, George Lucas and JJ Abrams after he had seen the movie, uh, he was like, George, do you have any advice for me on how to make the movie better? And George Lucas was like, put lightsabers in it. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. George oh, is such boy. a troll. All right. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to think what else we can talk about this movie. I, we talked about the beautiful action. I mean, the ship is freaking gorgeous. Let's talk about aesthetically. It's great. Let's talk about San Francisco. The destruction of San Francisco. I just love San Francisco in this movie. It, fine. For, for once in, in a Star Trek show, for like the first time ever, yeah. I finally feel like they did a future city correctly. Okay. It's like, oh, man, this looks like what one of our cities would look like 200 years in the future. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Golden Gate Bridge is still there. And probably people don't probably use it. But, <laughs> it's just but it's there, there for, you know, Alcatraz was still there. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, it's just, it's, it's just. It's the uh, but Golden Gate Monument now. Yeah. yeah but. The skyscrapers are taller and they're futuristic looking. There's stuff flying around. It just looks cool. Yeah. You know, I, I love the aesthetic. Like I've well, said before. One, yeah. one of the things I liked is um, with Bones where we, we first meet him and he's talking about his divorce and mm. he left <laughs> me with nothing but my bones. <laughs> but my bones um, that, yeah. that was all from DC Fontana's like uh, backstory for the character that she wrote in the original series um, that never actually got used. But it was there. And nice. so like these guys like dug it up and they're like, we're going to give this to, nice. to McCoy. I dig it. Cool. Uh, I'll talk about one of my favorite scenes. And I think it's probably one of the mem most memorable in this movie is the uh, the skydiving jump <laughs> from the ship down. I just the way that they use the sound when you're in space and it's completely silent and you just see these guys freaking like hauling ass down to the freaking planet service. And then once they hit the atmosphere, it starts like. They're like, ah, freaking out. The freaking wind's blowing him around and stuff like that. And the one cocky dude in the red shirt, the oh, red shirt yeah. dies. I, we, he, he was the main engineer. The red shirt dies, Listen, man. That was great. When, when they're getting ready to jump and you see he, they're different colors. Yeah. You knew immediately. Oh, red yeah. shirt's going to happen. That dude's dead. <laughs> yeah. Red shirt dead. But yeah. I don't know. I like that stuff. I, I mean, I can't, I don't want to keep just saying how Su pretty Sulu. everything is, but I, I, I like Sulu's fencing. Yeah. With his uh, sword. That yeah. was great. Yeah. That was, and that's a, that's a callback again. Another yeah. reference. JJ's yeah. good at doing his references. Yeah. Um, the villain. Okay. So Nero, how'd you guys feel about the villain for a, for a Trek movie? He's kind of one note, but I understood his motivation. I, you know, if that I, makes sense. I didn't know that these guys were Vulcans until way into the movie. You mean Romulans. Or Romulans. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, those, they don't look like Romulans. Well, but they got the head ridges. A yeah. Bit. But, but, but then, then yeah, they go into like the comic books for him to explain that they were, uh, in mourning, and that's when apparently Vulcans or Romulans shave their heads and tattoo their faces. Oh, is that a thing? I guess. I didn't know that it either. It was some weird Kelvin. How much Romulan thing. ale do you think they had in their yeah, mining ship? But it must have been a lot because they were waiting around for 25 years. <laughs> you know, so. Kadesh, how did you feel about the villain in this movie? Was he? Was he I, I hated him. Really? Yeah. I, I felt like it was a contrived villain. It's, it's your typical JJ bad guy where it's mm -hmm. like, he's got the biggest ship you've ever yeah. seen, no matter like how <laughs> outlandish it is that it actually got made. You know, it's, and it, it's a mining ship. And there, there was some, I remember somebody, I read somewhere that there was like Borg technology involved yeah. with this ship. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, really which, which allowed it to like heal itself from like damage what? and crap like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, they never explained that in the movie, but, no. but I felt like Nero just what he was like an empty villain. Um, the whole thing about Romulan or Romulus getting destroyed by a supernova. Like and, somehow and, that's and, Spock's fault. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then like they, they destroy Vulcan and create like all these like, you know, major continuity issues going forward. And, 
I just, I didn't feel like Nero was a believable villain. He had no previous ties to the the franchise. Like if that had been like somehow Khan coming back or, or, or a, or Harry Mudd or something uh, that had like some type of connection to the original series, like it would have been a little yeah. bit more interesting to me. But as it was, Eric Bananas is like this evil Romulan guy. Just, you know, I, I, I felt like he was a very one note villain. They didn't spend a lot of time fleshing him out. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's wait, revenge. Eric Bana. Eric Bana. Oh, yeah. The, the Hulk. Hulk, basically. The oh. 2005 yeah. Hulk. The, the, uh, the Ang Lee Hulk. Yeah. Ang Lee Hulk. Uh, Jude, how did you feel about the, the villain in this movie? Do you? Um, I'm kind of meh on the whole movie, to okay. be honest. So did I? I feel like, did I hate it? No. Did I love it? No. And I feel the same way about the villain. Okay. So I'm right. sorry. I don't have much to no, add. No, that's fine. This. That's fine. I feel bad that you're not talking as much. I was hoping to get some more out of you, but that's okay. Uh, let's wrap it up then for this movie. I subverted your expectations. No. You did. You <laughs> did. Um, final thoughts, Vader. Uh, do you think this is worthy of the Star Trek badge? I've already said it's not. It's not. It's, okay. it's, it's, it's not Star Trek. It's an action movie. Okay. These yeah. are all it's action a, movies. They're not, to, to me, they're not Star Trek. They're, they're Star Trek imposters that are making a, a good action flick. Yeah, like I feel like in rating it, I can't even put it in the realm of Star Trek movies because for me, it's not. And if I were to put it in, like rate it on the scale of Star Trek movies, it would be like a one or a There's two. Like no camp. Yeah, yeah, it's not what I want. <laughs> yeah. But no. as There's far no as f- like. No hairy chests with the like, gold. I, yeah. I, can, I can enjoy these movies as just standalones, but I can't let my brain think too much about it. I'll, I'll get in trouble. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all of these movies probably in the two to three range, two okay. and a half. Um, I'll, I'll give this one as the baseline. I'll go two and a half on this one. Okay. Do you have a um, favorite what? moment or least favorite moment or anything? Like um, that? You know, not really. I, I just, <laughs> I, 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 it's just, it is what it is, man. I, okay. I, I, I know I always disappoint you with when you ask me that question because. I just of I just, all the movies I was expecting you to get, I don't know. It's it would be this yeah. One. I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of cool moments in this one, like when you know Vulcan gets sucked into the black hole and stuff. Yeah. It's it's interesting, but those are just cool CGI effects. Yeah. Okay, Jude. Final thoughts and uh, do you have a rating for this? Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm trying. I was the whole time y'all were talking. I was trying to figure out like how am I going to rate this. So I guess I'm just going to put this in like the realm of these three movies because I don't feel like I can put it in the Star Trek universe for me because mm, wow. um, it, it wouldn't do very well. So um, I think of the three movies we're going to talk about today, this is probably my least favorite. Okay. Um, and like, I, I'm really disappointed in the amount of, of, of sexual chemistry. Like, um, <laughs> you know, Ahura and Spock are actually banging and there's no sexual chemistry there. It's like, like, a, like talking oh, to a board. Yeah, Kirk <laughs> gets two handfuls of Ahura and it's just the least sexiest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not what I want. <laughs> and so if, if it's a, a one through three, this is my, this is my one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I bet you, I bet you Spock's a <clears throat> bad fuck. But he's just like, just, just, this is illogical. I can't even <laughs> fathom it. Uh, like, he's I very would, efficient. I would, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we I, went there. I don't want to think mean, about Spock banging. If you think about like the OG cast from the old movies, you got, you know, fan dancing Ahura with like freaking fast and loose, sexy Kirk. Like there's a lot of sex. You talked about how sexual those movies were. Yeah. There's no sexual tension in yeah. this movie. And I felt bad for Scotty the whole time. Cause I was like, he's getting Spock's like 
leftovers? <laughs> <laughs> All right, final thoughts, Kadish, and uh, give this movie a I, I also thought it was funny how these movies continued the tradition of um, of um, non-consensual mind melds from Spock. Oh, yes. yeah. He does it several times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he does. Uh, <laughs> makes you wonder what a poor Uhura has gone through. Um, he just made her think it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to lay here. <laughs> You, can get, you can get on top. It is inefficient. It inefficient. would be illogical to actually work hard at satisfying <laughs> you. I think it would be a better use of our time if I just made you think that it was good. Come see me in he seven years. He puts a GPS tracking device on her later. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> okay, go ahead, um, Kish. So there are things to like about this movie. Sure. The, the cast is great. It looks fantastic. Uh, the, the music's wonderful. Um, it's a fun space adventure movie, but it's not Star Trek in my opinion. Right. And that's the biggest issue uh, with all of JJ's films is that this is not Star Trek. Uh, this is basically the closest he thought he was going to get to doing Star Wars. And so that's the direction he took it in. Um, it's kind of insulting. I wish he would have done this good with Star Wars. <laughs> um, but <laughs> Star yeah. Wars isn't this pretty. No. I don't know. Whatever. Keep, keep going. Go yeah. Ahead. So ba basically like you know, this is not the type of Star Trek I wanted from like a reboot. He created so many continuity issues with the Kelvin timeline that still haven't been resolved. Um, the whole new Trek license and stuff like that, which is some background inside baseball stuff. Overall, it's an enjoyable film. I'd give it like, you know, three warp cores out of five, but um, as a Star Trek movie, it's like zero stars because like I absolutely hated what JJ, the choices JJ made in relaunching this this franchise. Okay, hard to argue with that. Yeah, it is. I mean, there's two different schools of thought, as there most most of the time there is. You know, you got people who are just like, "Hey, man, it's Star Trek. It's Star Trek. I love everything Star Trek," and they and they dive into it and they have fun with it. And I'm they the just, same with Star Wars fans. Yeah, yeah, the same with Star Wars fans. You can you can just love it because it's brand named and it's pretty and it's fun. I mean, I get it. I understand that that mentality. I also understand Kadish 100%. Right. Um, for me, I have a really good time with these movies. I think my favorite moment, and it's one of those things, again, it, it's a maybe a reference or maybe it's just a callback, but the moment where the crew, where, where Kirk and McCoy first see the Enterprise, and it's that like that glory shot of the ship, the music swells and you get to see this freaking nice, sleek looking Enterprise. I think that's really cool. Oh, the Enterprise is beautiful. I think it's really cool. I get a these little are, bit of. These are beautiful yeah, movies. I get a little bit of goosebumps when they do that. Cause I'm like, God damn, that's a freaking sexy looking ship. Hell yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. It, it's fun. It's cool. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. I can't argue with you guys. It doesn't feel like that has. It's, the, it's missing it, the soul. Right? It doesn't have the heart. Yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah. have a heart from the, those OG one uh, uh, movies, even mm -hmm. though some of those, some of the movies that we watched like the last couple of weeks are awful. Awful. They're boring. They're yeah. snooze fests, uh -huh. but they still feel like Star Trek. And I don't know how much of that is just because it's the same actors that we grew up with. And that's why we feel that I, way. Even I, though I, the movie sucks, we still like it because it's the same actors. This is, a pretty movie with completely different actors. So we don't have that same connection. I think there's I, a, there's a disconnect there. I wish you would have blown up the planet of intergalactic peace. That would have been fun. <laughs> or the, uh, the de-aging planet with oh. a bunch of hospitals on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, for me, I'm going to go with, I'm going to do something I usually don't do, but like as a, as a sci-fi action movie, this is a good three and a half tons of fun, beautiful to look at. Very entertaining movie as a Star Trek movie. It's probably going to be like a two. Yeah. yeah, if this wasn't Star Trek, it'd be a fantastic mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. 
And the analogy that I have in my head for it, for these three movies in general, is like when you have a franchise that you love and you're given something else in the franchise that you haven't had for a while and you're just like happy to have it. I, for yeah. me, it's like people who love like cheeseburgers, um, and but think McDonald's is good. <laughs> See, my dad, longtime Star Trek <laughs> fan, freaking loves this movie. Yeah. Because he's just the type of dude who's like, well, oh, they're, it's, they're, it's Star Trek. I had fun with it. There's yeah. Star Trek people out there that love these movies. Yeah. So I get I, it. I, there's a lot of them that hate them too. Yeah. I think we're the we're going to like get McDonald's. crap. Oh, 100%. We're going to get feedback for giving this movie two and a half stars <laughs> versus no stars. Comment below what you think of this I movie. It. There's going to be comments. Oh, are, 100%. You guys are posers. Yeah. You're not Trekkies. You don't know what you're talking about. Woke ass motherfuckers. <laughs> I, I, I can see it already, man. It's just, it's going to happen. This is going to be a Snyder It's like, oh, I'm sorry you don't like seeing green chicks in their underwear, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah, say, yeah, I do. I want to see O'Brien slave girls. Yeah. Naked. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's it, guys, for our discussion of the first J.J. Abrams movie, Star Trek. Uh, stay tuned. We're going to get into uh, Into Darkness next after a word from these sponsors. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you'd like to join us on our Discord server, go to saltynerddiscord.com. There you can chat with us. We have a whole bunch of different chat boards open uh, with various different topics. I'm usually hanging out in there. I'm trying to move away from Twitter and into Discord a little bit more because I feel like it has a more personal vibe and we don't get caught up in the mucky muck of Twitter nonsense. So that's saltynerddiscord.com. Head over there, join us up, and uh, we'll give you a roll and we'll hang out and we'll chat. Okay. Okay. Uh, Star Trek Into Darkness with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. 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 Go ahead, dude. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) 2013 Star Trek Into Darkness rated PG-13 with a runtime of two hours, 12 minutes. Had a budget of $190 million. Whoa, almost $200 million. What do you think this made? Um, I want to say $320. Vader? 280. I think that's my number for the day. 467. What? Yeah. All right. Well, people like the first one, I guess. <laughs> they came All back right. for more. You ready? Yep. Go for it. All right. Dr. Strange is afoot <laughs> and up to no good. Oh boy. He's got super turbo blood and 72 torpedoes full of sleep and cryo fam. He's pissed off at having been woken up early from his cryo nap and his tantrum gets Captain Pike killed. Kirk is on a mission to kill Dr. Strange, but Spock talks him out of murder. Turns out his name is Khan, and he's a really nice guy that just wants his people safe and sound and to be left alone. But then it turns out that his name is Khan, and he's the deadliest foe Starfleet has ever faced in the future on a different timeline. (laughs) Meanwhile, Kirk meets his baby mama, and her dad tries to kill everyone aboard the Enterprise. Dr. Strange kills baby Gramps, and then Spock torpedoes Dr. Strange, and Kirk dies, but Dr. Strange's blood brings them back, and then they put Dr. Strange in cryo time out, and Ohura is still banging Spock, but the cutest Starfleet couple is still Bones and Kirk. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm very disappointed you didn't work RoboCop somewhere in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, General RoboCop. <laughs> Admiral I'm, RoboCop. I'm actually, uh, Admiral RoboCop. <laughs> I'm very impressed that she tied... Kirk's baby mama into it. Yeah. You, yeah. Dr. Carol Marcus. Thank nice. You. Yeah, that's very good. Well done. I clocked that's that good. as soon as I saw her. I was like, that's baby mama. <laughs> yeah. That's baby mama. Blonde chick in the gratuitous underwear shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why is she in her underwear? Just, I said, don't look. look. Yeah. He's like, you didn't tell me why not to look. Like, I'm going to stand here and have a conversation with you uh, while I'm in my underwear about why you shouldn't be looking. Yeah. She was hot. She, she was, uh, she was yeah. also British all of a sudden. Yeah. 
is what it is. Sure. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> elephant in the room. Yeah, yeah. Con. Con. Let's just get it out there. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> he is not Ricardo Montalban. No, he is not. This is a vastly different version. Of uh, that I didn't get to see his chest at all. I know, right? Oh my God, you're not. Yeah. 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 Bullshit. Hell. Well, I mean, they tried Cumberbatch to like, doesn't do that many push-ups. They tried to substitute like cheekbones for chesticles, <laughs> and it didn't work for me. Dude, those, we're missing the sweater. Yeah. Who who would sweater. we have cast as Khan if we wanted to have Khan? To make it more like, well, originally they were going after Benicio del Toro. Okay. Oh. Yeah, yeah. could have worked. Uh, yeah, I know who I would have picked. Who would you have picked? Um, I would have picked Antonio Banderas. I was gonna, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Antonio a bit too old though. You think and, so? Uh, I think he could have pulled Ricardo Montalban was yeah, hundred years old. Come on, long, Well, no, this, this was back when Space Seed would have happened, right? I, I think it would have been fine. That's okay. another question too that I have. Like where. I know this is still Kelvin timeline. Antonio Banderas. But, you know, events still kind of happen similarly. So yeah. in this yeah. timeline, the reaction to the Romulan showing up and like destroying half the fleet is it, this Admiral it, it, dude it goes off and he like finds Khan and yeah. thaws him out so that. He, well, in, in this timeline, the Enterprise didn't find the Khan ship. It, yeah. was, it was a different crew. Yeah. And so they delivered them to Starfleet instead of putting them off on their own planet. Yeah. And they unthawed Khan because, you know, he was like one of the conquerors of like the early 20th century or whatever. And they gave him super blood. Well, he had super we blood already in the first movie. Did he? Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That's how he could survive on that, that like yeah, yeah. impossible yeah. planet okay. that he was on. Well, he, he was eugenically enhanced. So yeah. like, like yeah. his genetics were superior to that of think, normal humans. Um, think Captain America. Yeah. Super soldier. With brain power as well. Like my whole thing with, with this movie though is so first of all it came out four years after the first star trek movie that jj did and the reason that it took so long to get made because originally it was supposed to come out two years afterwards but jj decided to do super eight in between this movie and and he wasn't sure if he was going to come back and direct it another movie that was also not great yeah <laughs> so, so like he was kind of like waffling on coming back for this movie and it was taking um, um lindelof Orsi and Kurtzman a long time to come up with a story that everyone could agree on that was good. And so they basically just decided to rip off <laughs> Star Trek two. Yeah. And I can remember in the lead up to this movie, everyone was like, Oh, so Benedict Cumberbatch is Khan and this is Rath uh -huh. Khan. And, and yeah. they, 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 they lied. They flat out came out they and lied. Straight yeah. out lied. I remember no, no, this he's, happening. He's not Khan. Yeah. I remember what this. What are you talking about? I can picture in my head the oh, interview yeah. with J.J. Abrams. The guy was like, so is uh, Cumberbatch no. playing Khan? No, absolutely no, not. No, he's not. He's John Mark Harrison or whatever <laughs> the fuck. Yeah. And he was just like, no, 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 no. We're not going down that road. I would never touch that character. That's like, be, like yeah. bullshit. Yeah. It's yeah. sacred. And, 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 and both, both. Do you think it's possible he hadn't looked at the scripts and he legit no. <laughs> Well, well but both this movie and the previous movie, J.J. Abrams had like CIA level security going on. We're like, you weren't allowed to like keep versions of the script. They were like under lock, lock and key mm. and, and they had to be shuttled to and from the soundstage and like, uh, you know, blacked out like cars so that people couldn't see them in their outfits and stuff like that. So it was super like lockdown security. And I can remember like when I went to go see this in the theater, um, like I, I was like, I'm pretty sure that he's con. <laughs> and so when, when, when th there was that big reveal in Cumberbox, like my name is, is con. 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 
There was an audible like, groan in the theater. Oh, yeah. 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 Everyone, <laughs> everyone in the theater was like, oh. Uh, uh, I think I had the same reaction when we were watching it on the couch yeah. the other night. Yeah. I was like, that's calm? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's so over the top. Like, I, I get it. Like, hey, man, you're going to reveal the big secret. Well, you're when, actually Khan. And then when Spock's like, Khan. <laughs> oh, oh, it's yeah. just rip off after rip off. We need to, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, but, they uh, reversed the whole ending. Yeah. But, but Which, the, 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 this is the only movie. So, like, we, I think everyone agrees that, like, Star Trek V is widely considered to be the worst Star Trek movie. But at the Star Trek convention, af right after this movie came out, they voted this the worst Star Trek movie ever made. <laughs> Which is incorrect. But <laughs> Yeah, that's not. I mean, you can there, fault it for, for doing there's, this. There's so much weirdness in this movie. Star Trek weirdness. It's like, like the very beginning of the movie with the, with the uh, primitives on, yeah, the, yeah. Paper on, mache, on, the, guys? on the planet Nibiru. You guys know what Nibiru is, right? No, what's that? You guys never heard of Nibiru? It sounds familiar. So planet Nibiru is the lost planet of our own solar system that comes around every like 20,000 years. Oh, really? Where, you know, the, the people that like made us yeah. the, <laughs> to be a slave race to mine gold. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's like too back pretty soon. I think. Okay. But it's, it's, it's uh, the, the, the Sitchin stuff, the ancient alien stuff. Yeah. That's where they got Nibiru from. Oh. But um, yeah, and the whole... Enterprise being underwater. And you shit. didn't like that? No. Oh, I it, that it didn't was make cool. any sense. God, no. It made cool. zero it, sense. It's just, why couldn't they just be in orbit and beam him down? I don't know. Just, <laughs> I didn't understand why they the were whole, underwater. It's like, it's like it's a spaceship, not yeah. a submarine. Yeah. Okay. And there's no reason they couldn't like be in orbit over space. Didn't the they say thing. there was something because they couldn't beam it because the volcano was doing something? The volcano is like, going to erupt and destroy this primitive primate race. Of, yeah, which they're not uh, supposed to stop, uh, right? Well, they shouldn't well, even have been do messing with the volcano. Well, well they, they they had to get a line of sight in order for the transporter to work in the oh, volcano. There you go. But the thing is, is like there was no reason for them to be underwater there. No. Well, like, they couldn't like, hover because then they would be able to see they the ship. They could have been in orbit. That's what transporters are for. I, well, didn't he just say there had to be a line of sight? They, there had for, to be a line of sight for the volcano to uh, to transport to and from the inside the volcano. Okay. But the thing is, is like if they were in orbit, they could have just come in over the volcano and had that yeah. line of sight. Yeah, it's anyway. so dumb. It really is dumb. <laughs> yeah, they, they didn't they, explain they, it very they, well. They lost me in the first oh, gotcha. 10 minutes of this thing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole prime directive thing was weird. As well, you know. Like they don't really know what the prime director directive <laughs> means in this movie, but they think they know what it means. Jude's we're losing Jude. She's Sorry. like, she's like, this movie sucks. <laughs> there was another thing. Okay. Um, there was another thing. I remember this was a big controversy when this movie first came out is uh Khan's like magical transporter that takes him like halfway across the galaxy. The, the, the trans warp, uh, the oh, yeah. trans warp figure, whatever thing it is. Well, He's got some tech. Yeah. Why so, is that so much unbelievable then? Well, because it completely negates the use of spaceships. Yeah. Like the whole trans warp thing was Scotty's invention in the first movie. Right. And that was the, yeah. the plot convenience that was able to get Kirk back on the enterprise. Right. And so they were like, well, it still exists. So why don't we use it for so this movie? He, so Khan stole it and then like. He stole it from, from the Starfleet archives. Yeah. And then modified it to make a transport that would take him from Starfleet to Klingon, which is, I don't know how freaking far away it is. Yeah. But. I, I think the whole thing is, is like it basically, it teleports people through some type of like warp bubble that allows you to basically trans, like tra traverse distances of. Yeah. Hundreds of millions of light years. But it's like a one-time thing though, right? It's not something they can use all the time. And it's something that he had to design himself. 
Is that what I, 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 I don't know. Like Scotty in this movie, he, he got upset because he was like, I invented the thing. And like now some bad guys are using it. What's going on here? <laughs> you, you, you'd think that they would have used this technology for all their starships. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if this exists and they knew it existed, then they would be using it. Like just get rid of the enterprise mothball that thing and it, just start transporting yeah, it, people. It's your typical Kurtzman, JJ Abrams. Like don't think about it too much. <laughs> plot development. <laughs> classic you can not think about jj movies that much <laughs> all right so uh that being said let's talk about since we're on klingon we're like where he transports mm -hmm. to klingon we get the assassination of like the major heads of starfleet which i thought was just a bunch of random captains, random admirals and captors and stuff. <laughs> led by robocop yeah led by robocop evil evil admiral which is a classic trek thing so i, I can't fault him oh, for that peter weller he's cool yeah he was cool and i like how he commanded the presence when he was on screen. You were like, Oh, that's the dude. That's the boss. He's the evil yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. You were just like, Oh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah hundred percent. Kirk's it was up Kirk's to anybody baby. else. You wouldn't be alive, son. <laughs> Kirk's a uh, baby's granddaddy. That's his granddad. Yeah. That was Carol Marcus. Oh, father. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, you baby lost Gramps. me there for a second. Um, so I know we, we've had like a love hate relationship with how they treat Klingons in, uh, Movies, TV shows, especially the modern ones. How'd you feel about the Klingons in this I movie? I actually really like the Klingons. They're pretty freaking badass. Yeah, yeah, they're they got, pretty cool. They got like the pig mask freaking helmets it's on. Like the, I didn't get insulted by the slight redesigns like I did, but they didn't Discovery. Yeah. They still look like Klingons. They just look like, you know. Slim. Like different, different. They just look like different timeline Klingons. <laughs> you know what I mean? They weren't orcs. No, they looked like Klingons with like, yeah, I, don't know, I just, they had like a little bit more of a sleek design. They them, did. Yeah. With the bright blue eyes. These, these reminded me of like, you know, street gang Klingons. <gasps> they looked like, they looked like the dude from Cyborg. A little bit. And they took yeah. the mask off and they had like the nose ring and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I've never understood why. I, I, I never had a problem with these guys, you know, with the jewelry and the rings and yeah, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. It's good. Um, That fight scene was pretty badass yeah i i would say I, I agree with vader like the klingons in this didn't bother me you know what did bother me oh Lack please lady klingons please tell me so in star trek 6 uhura is trying to like fumble her way through talking yeah. klingon because she didn't know klingon oh yeah in this movie she's fluent in klingon well, she's it's not, not great klingon but, fluent, but it's good it'd be like know. us trying to go to norway and Talk to people. <laughs> I, I just thought it was interesting how, like, you know, the original version of Uhura couldn't speak Klingon. And well, this, this one, is she's a like version of Uhura that likes to fuck Spock. So, <laughs> this is true. I mean, there you go. I don't fucking know. Just go with it and don't think about it too much, is my professional advice. It's weird. Like, and, and I liked how they were having like their little couple spat, and Kirk was like, oh, don't, don't pull me into this. But she's, but she's right. Yeah. yeah but that, she's, everybody's mad at you, Spock. Because you're a jerk. The, I I thought the chemistry was kind of funny in this movie between the the crew. It, it's growing a I little bit. I think Kirk had chemistry with everyone because I honestly think that Kirk would fuck anyone. Uh, <laughs> he's just down. He's yeah. a down ass dude. You and know, if you're here to party, he's here to party with you. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, like in the original series, Kirk wasn't that much of a man whore. No. Uh, but in for whatever reason, this movie they made him like in that scene where he's in bed with like the two women with the tails. Mm -hmm. Well, hold on a second. Uh, isn't classic Shatner Kirk like a ladies' well, man? He's a ladies' man, but I think it's kind of the whole myth of that has kind of grown over the decades. Yeah, yeah. it's taken on a to present. where it's it's, yeah. it's it's like a meme now. You but, know? but the it, legend it, it of it you was, is always greater than yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It was funny because that scene where he's in bed with the two women with the tails. 
yeah. you, you think that those tails were CGI, but they were actually practical effects. Oh, nice. And, and, and Chris Pine was like uh, weirded out by them <laughs> like, in what? the scene. Oh, he's not into that? What a prude. It's kind of hot. I got an Amazon cart with your name on it there, buddy. <laughs> like, are those just for show tails or can you do things with them? You know what always weirded me out? I totally off know. subject. The freaking tales from uh, the Dances with Wolves with Aliens. Um, Avatar. Avatar. Avatar yeah. When they like they plug into each other and they have sex. Yeah, that's weird. Super weird. All right. Like, anyway. Another Zoe Saldana. <laughs> and then they plug it. Yeah, it is. And they plug into each other to have sex, but then they also plug into the animals. Yeah, yeah. They control them. There's like multifunctional. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Anyway. Sandra Bullock plugged in to have sex with Sly Stallone. I just watched that movie the what? other day. Yes, yeah, like, I uh, love that about de- you. Demolition Man sex. <laughs> Demolition oh, Man sex with the yeah, virtual yeah. reality. Like, what oh, are we doing? Oh, She's like oh, having yeah. sex. <laughs> you gotta see my old face. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what else to say about this movie, dude. I I don't hate it. I think I like this movie better than I like the well, first see, movie. Did we, I t- agree. We, we touched on the Klingons. We yeah. touched on. The, uh, this is another example yeah. of, of like JJ. You know, so in the first. JJ movie, it's a bigger Romulan war word. <laughs> in this movie, it's a, it's bigger, a bigger Enterprise. Dread, dread, oh, yeah, yeah. Bigger, yeah. yeah. Dreadnought class. Well, in, in Star Wars, it's a bigger Death Star. It's just like JJ Abrams, just like <laughs> he comes in, and it's like, give the bad guy something bigger. <laughs> you know, the whole scene where, where Scotty's stowed away on the ship and he's yeah. running through the cargo. Yeah, hole. yeah. It's like 800 miles long. Dude, you want to hear a funny ridiculous. story about that? I was watching an interview with uh, Simon Pegg and he said he had to do that shot. Four times. Oh my God. JJ made him run down that hallway four times. At the end of the shot, he threw up. Oh. I bet he did. And he's like, I just like, I tossed my tossed my lunch right then and there after I got done that shot. Yeah. And he I looked at JJ and he's like, a man known for his physical prowess. <laughs> Did you ever see the movie Run Fat Boy Run? <laughs> it's got no. Simon Pegg in it. It's freaking hilarious. I always thought oh, it would have been cool if they had like digitally removed one of Simon Pegg's fingers. Just to make it like you were oh, obsessed that, with that dude's missing well, that, finger. That would have been cool. They would have done something like that. Some people are ass men. This guy's a finger man. <laughs> well, how does he pawn far with a missing finger? <laughs> well, well, you know, you He's know, never pawned far me. I'm very dissatisfied. <laughs> you, you know what's funny is, so DeForest Kelly used to wear this pinky ring, um, mm-hmm. you know, all the time. I don't know why, but like every time he was on screen as Bones, he had this like little ring on his pinky. Of course he did. And yeah, of course. And That was um, his promise ring from Kirk. And, you know, um, Carl Urban was aware enough that he t- would always wear a pinky ring when he was playing McCoy and you can see it. And, does he have a pinky shots. ring in this movie? He does. He's That's got cool. a pinky ring in all three of the movies. I did yeah, not notice that. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Dude, and, and that was specifically because he was like DeForest Kelly did this as bones and that's going to be my choice as well. I love Carl Urban. He's mm-hmm. so cool. He just gets better with age. He does. You know what? He is a sexy man. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Vader. Has anybody ever addressed what the deal is with the midget dude? Are we still on that? I, I can't we, figure it out. He's, I want to know what his purpose It's just his wingman. Yeah. It's his buddy. He's also an engineer. Apparently. Where does this even come it from? It was an addition um, for the JJ movies because they needed someone for Scotty to play off of. Get because down. They gave Ohura to Spock. <laughs> That's all he does. He just tells them, get down in every movie. <laughs> it's the same freaking line. I think he just it's like funny. That. Get down. Get down. <laughs> and, and yeah. Apparently he's got acid snot. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I guess. Know, uh, okay. So I'm going to talk about something that I really like. Uh, again, this is freaking just purely aesthetics. The warp drive in this oh, freaking movie is badass. Yeah. That shit looks it's, legit it's a cool effect. like a freaking working, crazy mechanical warp drive that you would see in a spaceship. 
I, I love it. I think it's freaking cool. It's way cooler than the stupid water turbines in the first movie that made no, what the hell is a water turbine doing in that spaceship? It doesn't make it, sense. It was a coolant system. Yeah, sure. This was way cooler. I like this one. That's okay. All. That's the only thing I can say about it's this. Good to know. Yeah. Cool. Um, warp drive. How'd you guys feel about con? I mean, they kind of played the same trick on them in the, in this movie as they did in the other one, right? So th- there was an issue in this movie where basically they went into filming without a finished script. <laughs> surprise, surprise. We're going to make Khan a nice guy. And then they were like, you know what? No, fuck that. <laughs> but also I forget if it was the first movie or this movie, there was a writer's strike going on. And so JJ couldn't even rewrite his own script legally while they were shooting. Um, and I think Robert or Alex Kurtzman was on set doing rewrites as they went along. Like he had his laptop on set and they were like, Hey, we, we, we need a, a scene to shoot next. And he's like, give me a second. And he just like types something up. So like, just like, grab a couple guys from the art department. The, have uh, them do it. Like, like the, <laughs> the, pr- the production on all this stuff was just so chaotic and typical JJ, like just no plan, no forethought. Like for like four years, um, they kind of kicked around ideas for, you know, what should this movie be about? And they finally settled on a Star Trek two ripoff and it just it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. What to say. I was, I was a little angry at the end when, with, with the swap and the radiation with the Kirk and the, let's yeah, talk about it just, that. It let's just, talk about it. It, it was, yeah. it was dumb. It, it was basically, that's, that's, that's one of the most iconic scenes of, of old school Trek. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it really was a little rapey. rapey. Rapey? Yeah. I just feel like they raped the earlier version. Oh, yeah. oh okay. Of, I got gotcha. you. That I mean, very, like, God, that, that, was so that scene made Vader cry. It did. I know. I guarantee you, this one didn't. This one makes me angry. <laughs> that it, was, it does. Yeah. That because, was just a very pure, like, like original Star Trek, yeah. like, beautiful you moment have been and always will be that, yeah. that's my friend that's yeah. probably I, the most emotional scene of any all star, of star trek, trek yeah. of all time yeah. and for them to take that piece of sacred celluloid you know that sacred, yeah, sacred go with you, it. Know, you know it's just <laughs> it's just uh i felt insulted okay as, so as yeah, a star so, trek fan so, as a star trek fan that made me mad it's it's like one of the few times that i will get angry watching these movies this because a, they had no business touching on that yeah this is a great example of i know i've defended other directors who like take elements from different movies we argue about whether it's a ripoff or whether mm-hmm. it's paying homage this ripoff yeah 100 percent. it's in the same exact franchise yep you're playing with the same exact characters but you do the scene but you mirror image it that's yeah. a ripoff. So, yeah, so Spock's death was the culmination of like years worth of like mm-hmm. backstory and mm-hmm. build up and stuff like that. There was like one movie four years ago before this movie came out. And it's like, you just don't care about the characters yeah. as much. And, and I can understand them like, oh, we're flipping it. So Kirk is the one dying and Spock's the one who has to like, you know, avenge him or like whatever. And you know, that's a typical, like, I, I could see, like, J.J. Abrams and Alex Kurtzman being like, yeah, it's a good idea, let's do that. <laughs> um, but, like, like like you guys said, like, it didn't work, it falls flat, it it, see, it feels like it cheapens everything, especially because you know they're not going to kill off Kirk. No. And that, that was another thing that I wanted to talk about with you guys, is so, like, all throughout this, like, we see that Khan's blood has the ability to, like, save people's lives. Yeah. And. But it's also a surprise at the end. <laughs> Well, it brings the Tribble back to life and that encourages Bones to tell Spock like, hey, don't don't kill Khan. We need his blood. Um, but the thing is, is like 
all 79 of like Khan's crew has that blood. Thank right? you. Right. Thank so, you. So, so, so like the minute they take that guy out of, out of the, oh my God. the, the missile for the cryopod, yes. they have just used his blood to save Kirk. Yes. You're, you're killing me. Dude. <laughs> I just know. You, Fuck that dude. You just like, you've got 72 other versions of that yeah. dude sitting in cryo sleep right next he, to you. And you're like, you gotta keep him alive, Jim. And it's he, like, no. <laughs> you just completely destroyed him. It's so the, I didn't even think about it's that. It's so dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who cares if he lives or dies? Shoot oh him in the head, God. get it over with. The whole time I was like, is Khan's blood special? No, not anymore. To these 72 other fans? No, no. Thank you, Kate. I was going to say that, but thank you. Wow. It's just, I, I, it's that, so infuriating. The, that was the, always the biggest plot hole to me where I, I was like, they literally have all these people frozen <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the med bay. They're right there. They, they take the guy out to keep to keep Kirk frozen. Why can't they use that guy's blood? They keep him in a coma, coma and he's right there. They could they they just harvest all those guys' blood and completely change medicine as they knew it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. understand. It, it, it outranks the youth juice from, um, yeah. from Instagram. Yeah. This is wow. life juice. Yeah. Yeah. It's I life just, juice. I'm, it's retarded. I'm, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. It's dumb. No, it's, re it's retarded. <laughs> it's fine. It's so stupid. It's it's completely. The third act is pointless. Oh, fuck you, man. I'm just. <laughs> yeah, they, 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 literally, they literally cured death in this movie. I am done. He completely. Like. like and then they just put him back in a coma. How did they? They went through a lot of I effort. I hate J.J. Abrams now. <laughs> I hate him. I loathe. Look what you did to him. I loathe him. You know what? And his stupidity. Like 30 minutes ago, I said oh. I like this movie better than the first one. I'm going to have to take that back. No. It's like. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. I'm <laughs> You're not supposed to think about it. J.J. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Abrams has created a career on people not thinking. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, and, and the minute you do, all of his movies fall apart. Yeah, oh. this is why we've gotten all, the, all of the movies and TV shows in the last year what? and a half that we have. Yeah. Is people, they've trained us all to be, like, mindless. <laughs> my, my eyes are poking out of my skull. <laughs> it was so goofy. The whole time you're sitting there like, why are they chasing Khan through through san francisco for yeah. no reason can, can like, we just move on to the next can we just movie? beam that dude at, can you just beam him can they not oh the, is the they enterprise were moving all, too fast the enterprise was beat up too I'm, much or something i'm, I'm done I, just, i'm going to go home <laughs> I you got one more again i'm gonna like <laughs> fuck jj Abrams. it's oh, so jesus god <laughs> it's fine and they like they went through a lot of effort to get spock back in uh, the uh, search for Spock. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they devoted an entire movie. Uh, entire movie. We don't even see Leonard Nimoy until the very end. It was all dedicated to getting him back. In this one, they shoot him up with like magic blood juice and then he's just back at the end giving a speech. It's like three months later and he's like, I'm eh, fine. How long was I out? I'm good, guys. That radiation yeah. poisoning was real strong stuff, huh? I, I also really hate it when they like trash the Enterprise. But oh, really? I like that. No. no. That is like a, a special ship and they demolish it beyond repair every single movie. <laughs> That's kind of the and then in the next a... movie, they're like, it's fine. Now. Well, we built a new one. I, I remember like when, it's, why? when the why Enterprise- Why a new ship and call it something new? Why are we just regurgitating because the Enterprise? The Enterprise is the flagship. It has a legacy. I, I remember that when the Enterprise was destroyed in, in, Wrath, in uh, the search for Spock in Star Trek Three, mm -hmm. that was a big deal. Because that was the Enterprise. Now you know? it's just the norm. Yeah, like every movie, uh, the Enterprise just gets shredded. And, yeah. uh, and just, I, I, I just wish that like, you know, it went through like five seasons or three seasons without like, you know, getting destroyed. Well, just just to be fair, okay, just, just to kind of answer her question. We do that now. The Enterprise is an aircraft carrier. 
Mm-hmm. It was a it was a space shuttle. It was uh, I, think, I think it was a uh, no, it wasn't a submarine. It, it wasn't it, this it was, one. It was a clipper ship. You know, the Inter- yeah. Enterprise is a name that goes. It has through. a legacy. It's a legacy. Yeah. And it, it, the Enterprise is always going to be the flagship of Starfleet. Yeah. Just like through all the different series, you know, it's just the way it is. And I got no issue with that. No, me but they don't have to blow it up as much as they do. It survived. Really the first movie it survived. It was just real beat up, right? But it was still flying. Well, no, it's they, even they, worse in the next one. They destroyed it in Star Trek 3. No, no, the JJ. Oh, movie. no, they, they just refurbish it. Yeah. They, they, it gets messed it up. It gets messed they, up, but it survives. It, this back. was the movie where they. Oh, no, it was the next movie. Oh, no. This, yeah, okay. So it survived this one, it too. I, I mean, I mean, this one barely survived. I, okay. Like, I got to say, they though, messed up. with Sulu as captain, and he like <laughs> he's crashing through the atmosphere, and then he rises up through the clouds yeah, again. Cool. Dude, God damn it. JJ is really good visually. Yeah. Even though his story sucks. Jesus, the guy knows how to put something pretty on screen. I got to give him that. <laughs> and I, I did like how Sulu was. He, he's, he's like, I've, I've never felt comfortable oh. commanding a ship. That was probably my favorite moment in this movie, where Sulu is like, if you test me, it will be your obliteration. Oh, that, was I was so badass. Yeah. And, and Bones was like, remind Bones me was, never to piss you yeah. off. <laughs> I, like, I think Bones' dick moved when he said that. Was he like, was like, oh, girl. <laughs> he was playing with his pinky ring. He was like, yeah, uh, I'm going to meet you in your room later. <laughs> Sulu had been down. He would have been down. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> did, did John Cho ever say that in any of these? No, I don't think so. No, he didn't. Thank um, God. It, it would have been great. Oh, it yeah. would have been funny, but I'm glad he didn't. Go ahead. Speaking of things people say, I am so sick of damn it, man, throughout all of these. Oh, I never get sick of that. And never, in the next one, it's, it's, it's peppered in every 30 seconds. <laughs> I, I mean, Bo- Bones said that a lot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He said it at least once an episode, yeah. I think, right? Uh, I don't know about that. Damn it, man. I'm man. a doctor, not an engineer. <laughs> Something. <laughs> A lot. All right, let's let's polish this one up. Uh, final thoughts. I think polish we broke. This off. Polish this turd off. Uh, I think we broke Vader. What's your final thoughts on this movie? Now that we kind of like, I, 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 don't, I don't know anymore. Spotlight. Okay? I don't know anymore. on the third act. Just visually, like all these, it's fine. But now I'm just like broken. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> one and a half, two stars, somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck JJ Abrams. <laughs> this is still my second favorite in in these three that we're going to talk about that okay. we're talking about today. Um, so it's it's two out of three for me. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. I think I've already said my piece on it. Oh man, this is so terrible. We had so much fun conversations uh, about. I started the out old today. Movies. It's like, hey, you know, I can click a switch in my in my brain and. Turn it off and I can enjoy these for what they are. And I'm like, now I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. Okay, just real quick, polish this one off. Final thoughts. All right. So even though I have huge issues with this movie, I'd still give it three, three stars out of five because, you know, if you can turn your brain off, you can enjoy it and it looks pretty and the cast is great. And I didn't hate the movie when I saw it, but yeah, it's dumb. It's terrible. <laughs> dumb. So. As a Star Trek film, zero stars, but as like a movie, I'd give it three. I'm going to, I'm going to give this my personal ultimate insult. It's truly and utterly a ripoff. Yes. There is no two ways about it. A bad ripoff. Yeah. It is a ripoff. I I, I give a lot of slack to a lot of directors who put things in their movies that are, you know, from other movies. It doesn't bother me normally. But this is the same franchise with the same characters, the same freaking storyline. 
just a few tiny little differences and it's not even that well done. So it's a, <clears throat> yeah. when you compare it to Wrath of Khan, yeah. there, there is no comparison. Yeah, for sure. Uh, oh, well, that's, it's not that's, a good, uh, I'm kind of with V, you know, it's very pretty. It's very fun. There's lots of action. There's lots of shooting. I think the chemistry between the cast is, is decent enough. It's pretty fun. Um, but the movie itself is just a ripoff and I'm kind of, you, you I'm know, just, what? I'm a little bit disappointed that I, I, I can't give it anything more than a two. It's this like, didn't yeah. give two. me anything that Wrath, Wrath of Khan gave me. Oh, no, and Wrath yeah. of Khan gave me everything. You, you know, one of the funny things about Wrath of Khan is that when Khan meets with Chekhov, you know, they never met in Space Seed. And, yeah. and Chekhov was like not even a part of the, the crew at that point. And yet Khan recognizes him <laughs> in, in the movie. And in, the in, in this film... They move uh, Chekhov from the bridge to engineering, so Khan never meets him in this movie. <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. I wonder if they did that on purpose. They did. They did. Mm -hmm. Maybe they do put a little bit of thought in these things. How does that happen? How do you write this movie and say we have seventy-two people right here? <laughs> I don't know. But we have to get Khan's blood. You're sitting down at a table with like four other people, and you're writing this. How does that not? flag anybody's that's, that's, radar that's, and like are all 72 of those people in cryosleep are they all assholes too they're probably yes. yeah, yeah that's why they didn't want to wake him up were there any kids <laughs> that was literally that, that, that was literally robocop's reasoning he, he's like if one con is bad 79 of them is, is even worse so that's why we kept them all in cryosleep well, if you want to know you if you want to know more about augments watch uh, enterprise season four mm. okay. okay anyway all right guys that's it for our discussion of into darkness did Thanks you rate it yeah, two. Okay. Yeah. I think two. Whatever. It doesn't matter. On a Points scale of what? Up. On a scale of like 25 or? No, it's, it, no, five. It's not. Do I, we, I, can, does, I can watch it. I can turn on, I can turn it on and be like, oh, look at freaking Enterprise. Cool. But does Carol Marcus actress show her boobs in another movie? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure she does. She looks pretty dang good in this movie. Though. <laughs> that was, I'm not mad She's at JJ for doing that. I know he got some flack for doing that. You remember people oh, yeah, were like, yeah. this is totally exploitation. Like, <laughs> well, it kind of is. Yeah. Well, they're not wrong. <laughs> gratuitous underwear scene. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they had kind of set up the, the future relationship a bit better yeah. between her and Kirk. Yeah. I was excited to see her and then that went nowhere. Well, it was funny because before Jude pointed that out, like I never made that connection. Really? Oh, you had? Yeah. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Because in the end, they, they they make a thing of her joining the ship before they go out on their five-year yeah. mission. And, and then so she, she disappears. You think it would have followed up in the next movie. No. But it wasn't. All right. Speaking of the next movie. She next comes up. back two movies later. She's pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And there's a Genesis missile. Like she's, she's got a two-year-old. <laughs> Maybe we can do it. And Kirk's like, that's a good-looking kid. Anyway, that's my theory. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's it for Into Darkness. Comment below what you thought. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to talk about Star Trek Beyond. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you'd like to support the podcast and get some awesome swag in return, you can go to saltynerdstore.com. There you can get the Salty Justice Warrior t-shirt that Vader's wearing right there. You can also get the official Salty Nerd podcast t-shirt that Jude is wearing and the Basement Dweller, which Matthew Kittish is wearing right this now. This is not available in our store at the moment. <gasps> it's not? No. Stay tuned. I'll hack in. I'll, I'll get it out there for you guys. <laughs> we'll, Salty probably, we'll probably do a um, limited time on it. Okay. Stay tuned. Saltynerdstore.com. <laughs> these, these designs are all available in stickers and magnets and all kinds of other stuff too. Uh, all right. Let's get into it. Star Trek Beyond. Jude, take it away. All right. 2016 Star Trek Beyond rated PG-13 with a runtime of two hours, two minutes. At a budget of $185 million. Wow. 
What do you think this brought in? Mm. 400. 400 million. B? What was the budget? 185. What did I say? I said 280 on the other one? Yeah. I'm going to go 280 million dollars. <laughs> All right. <laughs> $343 million. So you were pretty close, Alex. Cool. You ready? Yep, go for it. All right. It's halfway through the five-year deep space plan, and everybody's sick of boning the same crew members, <laughs> sick of the same uniforms, and sick of themselves. We need an adventure. Hugh getting attacked by a swarm of unknown aliens. The Enterprise gets mangled, and the crew ends up stranded on a planet inside a nebula. Scotty meets a feisty blonde warrior that happens to live on an old Federation ship, and it's a match made in Nebula when these two put their heads and playlists together. <laughs> Ohura has been taken by the Jeepers Creepers monster, but luckily Spock gifted her a GPS tracking device, and it turns out that was kind of handy. Once the gang finally meets up together, they get the USS Franklin in the air. They use the blonde warrior Jayla's old school Beastie Boys single to disrupt the swarm of enemy ships <laughs> trying to attack them. Crew plus Jeepers Creepers slash the captain of the Franklin uh, that got stranded back at the desert deserted planet long, long ago meet back up at the starbase Yorktown. And he's got a, why'd you leave me all alone there? Revenge weapon ready to take out the whole starbase. Kirk gives chase and thwarts Creepers, sucking him and the weapon into space. But just when Kirk is about to get sucked out into space with him, Spock swoops in for the save. Later, Bones and Kirk wear matching couple's leather jackets to Kirk's surprise birthday party. Very good, Jude. Thank you. Very good. I am. Um... And that was our talk about Star Wars. I don't <laughs> give a shit about this movie. This movie's crap, dude. It's trash. It's so dull. Yeah. And I, it's weird that, like, as much as we rag on the other two movies, <laughs> at least they're fun and action-packed yeah. and, like, interesting to watch. This one, I was just like, what, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why is this? This it, is this is just more Kelvin action flick. I guess this is but this is, this is uh, CGI vomit all over my my TV screen. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I I really have a hard time talking about this movie because I genuinely have zero yeah. interest in it, and, and I don't know if I'm like giving it a disservice or what. Go ahead, Jude. So uh, it occurred to me last night that. Um, after I watched this one, so I'd never seen this one before, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and after I watched it, um, I think by the time I had watched this, I had, like, my my love of Star Trek had gotten beat down enough that I could enjoy <laughs> this. And and I thought to myself, like, if I had never seen any other Star Trek stuff, mm -hmm. I probably would have really liked this movie. So for me, this is my favorite of the three okay. because it was... I guess I was in a position to accept it after having watched the other two. And also I felt like there was some amount of ridiculous camp that I was like, okay, fine. It's giving me something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I felt like there was like silly sexual chemistry in this between um, absurd members of the crew. Like it's for me, it's always Kirk and Bones. I always feel like there's something going on there, but I felt like that throughout. And I was like, oh God, what was the scene? I felt like it was like Spock and someone at one point, maybe it was Spock and Bones. They I think did, it was Spock and Bones. Yeah, they were, they were and spent a lot of the movie. Together. I was yeah. like, there is some banter happening. And it was giving me a little something to like chuckle about, which I liked. Jude's like one of these shipper chicks. Yeah. He's always trying to like hook weirdos. You know, couples up together. <laughs> I just love love. 
Yeah, if she, if she bothered to watch the sequel trilogy, she'd be a Raylo. Oh my God, please don't. Um, I wouldn't. No, your, so I wouldn't be your friend after that. For, <laughs> to compare how I feel about these movies and and compare them to like how I feel about the Star Wars other movies, I feel like the Star Wars trilogy has gotten way more like just torn apart, and the in the franchise has gotten raked with the what has happened with those movies. Okay. I don't necessarily feel like that with these. For me, it's just like a a bad job trying to reboot it. Yeah. But um, it, I, I don't feel like it like it destroyed the original content like like what the movies for Star Wars has Is done. That I don't know if that's making sense. I think it might be because it's a different timeline. <laughs> Yeah. You can kind of compartmentalize a yeah, little bit. Like yeah, like I don't think that this is for me, it's not the Star Trek that I want. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like they they tried and did a bad job and it's not for me. But I don't I'm not angry about it. Like, you know, I won't even watch those Star Wars movies because I'm for me, I'm just like, no, I'm not gonna do that to to my heart, yeah. to my brain. I'm not gonna subject myself to that. These I didn't want to watch, but I did. And I kind of knew I wasn't going to like them, and I didn't. <laughs> Kadesh, what are your opening thoughts on uh, Star Trek Beyond? So Star Trek Beyond is my favorite of the J.J. Abrams wow. um, Bad Robot Star Trek movies. Uh, it was direct, It was written by uh, Simon Pegg. Um, so I feel like... Oh, I love that. Yeah, I, I feel like this movie does a better job than the other two of kind of incorporating the entire crew into the adventure I like that it's not the Kirk and Spock show like the first two were. Um, I, yeah. I, th- I feel like um, Spock being teamed up with McCoy was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I liked, um, you know, Uhura and Sulu and um, Kirk and Chekhov together. Uh, I, I just feel like we, we got more of like the cohesive ensemble in this movie where everyone had something to do to contribute to the plot. Uh, I liked little characterization things like uh Chekhov being a ladies man in this, in this <laughs> movie. Um, he's just hooking up with everything left and right. And it's a shame that Anton uh, Yelchin uh, passed away. Oh, yeah, that right? was, that was a real, real bummer. Um, but uh, so like, I feel like this is the best written of the three JJ movies. <laughs> and also Justin Lin directed this as opposed to JJ Abrams. And if you remember Justin Lin, he's the guy who basically, made the Fast and Furious franchise what it was. He directed every Fast and Furious movie from episode three onward, except for episode seven, which he didn't do because he was doing this movie. Mm. So Fast 9 was Justin Lin okay. and all that stuff. Well, that makes so much sense why I liked this more, like Simon Pegg and and I love the the Fast and Furious movies. The yeah. table is split. Table split. Yeah, and, and Justin Lin, you know, like he's really good at, at making these like dumb but fun movies mm-hmm. and so like you have like kirk on a motorcycle in yeah, this movie that, that's exactly what i feel like yeah. this was dumb but fun yeah and and you have the whole beastie boys climax yeah. uh, which which is so stupid but i love it i, I did too i, 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 I thought it was hilarious it. what yeah. it's so untrack yeah it was oh, for- all it, of these movies are untracked. Yeah, for, yeah but, but but every every JJ movie has a Beastie Boys song in it, and yeah. the, and this one kind of harkened back to the 2009 one. But because it's, it, I'm going to use a filmmaking term, a diegetic uh, song, yeah. so like it exists within like the actual the, universe, the actual universe. So the characters are hearing it. Um, the way that they set it up, so like. You know, it's the Beastie Boys. They drop the beat just as like everything starts exploding. You're just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I actually, I went and saw this movie in the theater with the Las Vegas Star Trek Club. 
So it was all these hardcore Trekkies and we were all sitting there. We were just like, Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, so like, huh. it, like out of all the JJ movies, this one feels most authentically Star Trek to me. And I just, I just really enjoyed it. So wow, I am shocked. Honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't care about the bad guy. I thought the Beastie Boys finale was kind of like weird, really out of place for me. It didn't. I, feel I liked right. how they called it classical music. Is this classical yeah, music? Yeah, it's, it's like <laughs> three hundred years old at this point. Yeah, I guess it would be considered classical. It was guys like I don't really like it, but you know, it's. Uh, it's I, I, I like Jayla. She was just like, I like the noise <laughs> and the beat. I like the she's beat like, and the I yelling. Like the yelling. Yeah. <laughs> I liked her. I thought she was a hoot. Yeah, she's. You, right. you know, uh, um, Simon Pegg. Um, they originally wanted Jennifer Lawrence to play this role, and, oh. and they they based J- Jayla on uh, Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone, uh, this movie that she was in. What? And, and so like they, they just called her J-Law, L-A-W, <laughs> uh, as, as like Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. short for Jennifer. And then they just shortened it to Jayla uh, for the actual character. I am not getting Winter's Bone from her character at all. But um, the, I don't know what that is. It, it, it's a movie that Jennifer Lawrence was in. It's where, real where, dark. Yeah, yeah. But um, the, uh, the woman who played Jayla was actually the mummy in Tom Cruise's The Mummy movie. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. attractive woman. Yeah, she's she's also was uh the assassin chick in the um what's the movie with the British spy guys? You have to be more specific where, than that. Uh, they have their heads blow up in the Oh, end. the Kingsman. Kingsman. She was oh, Yeah, yeah, she was the one with the the, the razor, razor feet. legs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Her her name is Sophia Butella. Yeah, she's cool. I like her. I don't know. I don't have much to say about this movie. I don't actively hate it i just i just kind of like i don't know maybe i'm just checked out after three jj movies i'm just kind of like did did you notice that like all three villains in the jj films have played marvel superheroes Uh, eric bananas was the hulk you had uh you and names oh my god (laughs) he's doing it on purpose yeah that's purposeful but uh you know then you had dr strange and in this one you have idris elba who was heimdall Yeah. yeah I guess. I don't know. I didn't really. Didn't you think he taught me? You've probably never seen it, but didn't you think he totally looked like Jeepers Creepers? I've seen Jeepers Creepers. You have? Uh-huh. The one with Justin Long? I, yeah. Yeah. I actually think that they looked a lot like the Krill from the Orville. Yeah. That too. Okay. I think all these aliens kind of, after a while, the designs start running low. My favorite one was the chick with the weird head. With the, with with, the, with the weird, big, like, yeah, face yeah, hugger yeah, opening yeah. skull thing? Yeah. That was super creepy. The girl from the beginning weird. of this one? The yeah. double crosser? No, the, no, the, the other the, one. The one who hid the artifact in her head. <laughs> oh, okay. She had, like, the, the weird, like, finger claw. Yeah. Okay. It's very creepy. Like a crab on the back of her head. Yeah. It was, like, opening and closing. So what, like what did you guys think of them making Sulu gay in this movie? Isn't uh, Whatever. Whatever. Wasn't he already? No, uh, I mean, they, so, it's so, kind of like a George Takai <laughs> callback, right? Well, so I remember that when, when this movie came out and they, they were trying to get this movie out in time for the 50th anniversary. So they really rushed this movie. Um, there was a lot of controversy over the fact that they were like, we're making Sulu gay. And even um, George Takai, who's a big gay rights activist, like he came out publicly and he said Sulu wasn't gay. Yeah. It's like, I never played him gay. Mm. And Gene Roddenberry's vision for Sulu was not that of a gay man. And he's like, I'm totally against this. And, uh, but the, the Star Trek people are like, well, doesn't matter. We're making him gay. And they, I don't made, think they pushed it. They, they didn't like, it was just, well, a, like, it was just yeah. one yeah. scene. I didn't right? care. Well, it was one of those things where before people saw the movie, it was a bigger deal. Yeah. Um, the, the, this is a thing that drives me nuts. Like the whole thing with Loki and people were like, 
did you say that? Like the people are making a bigger deal out of it than the movie is. Loki being bisexual. Yeah. Um, Everybody knows what I'm talking about. Um, (laughs) Like when, when show creators or like, like directors and people involved with, with this content come out and they're like, Hey, just so you know, we did this and this is how we think about it. Like, just let me watch the movie yeah. and, and determine my own opinion. Well, on it. it was, it's funny because the, the reason they made Sulu gay is because the actor who played him, George Sakai was gay. The, there was never any hint that the character was, but his partner was played by Doug Young, who was the co-writer of, on this movie with uh, Simon Pegg. And one of the interesting things is, is they introduced Sulu's daughter yep. who was in Star Trek uh, G- Genesis as like the, the woman who was driving the, the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a fun little callback. Yeah. I, I've never really thought a whole lot about it. Sorry. Was, I'm didn't, watching. Didn't bother me. That was a pretty scene. I just yeah. watched one. <laughs> the, 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 the star pace is great. Yeah. I, I hate the uh, Enterprise getting destroyed in this movie, though. Yeah. It was, a, it was gratuitous. That was, yeah. Oh, it was like, Good word. Gratuitous yeah. is perfect for yeah. that. Let's it was it, like, let, Jesus. Let's make it yeah. painful. Yeah, yeah, it was painful to watch. And the, the bad guys like slit its throat. Yeah. And like freaking, they slice open the freaking saucer section and it falls apart. Like, make it suffer. Jesus, dude. I know. It was, ugh. It was ugly. And then it crashed. And the one part that kind of, like the reason why I say it's gratuitous, because it went through all of that in space uh-huh. and it falls to the planet and they're still tops. on the ship and it's like in pieces. And then they shoot a fuel tank that makes the ship flip over mm-hmm. sure. and they somehow get away from it. Either way, I don't know. I just thought it was like, it was way, way over the top. And and then when it flipped and they were like, run, they're like, how are you going to run that? It's a freaking huge, yeah. and then the motorcycle, the stupid jelly concrete yeah. shit. Yeah. I just, I just don't like this movie. Like, like I said earlier, it's just a lot of CJ vomit all over this. Movie. <sighs> yeah, with the the holographic bikes that can turn on their own and they look so real. <laughs> I'm like, what the what is going on? Yeah, it's a shame that we're never going to get another movie with this cast. We're not. Like, no, um, they're, they're basically, the negotiations uh, kind of failed, and so like a lot of these people have moved on. They don't. They're not under contract. Yeah, and um, you know, J.J. Abrams is now at Warner Brothers, and I don't know what the deal is or if they're going to, you know, redo the movies or take like something like Discovery and make it into a movie. Like I, God who knows. <laughs> um, I will say but, though, but I do know that this incarnation of Star Trek is it's dead. dead. But there, do you guys want to do real quick final thoughts on this one? Like yeah. I know me and you were yeah, not I don't, into I it. I don't have a whole lot to say. I, I don't just, either. I it just feels I very just blah. I didn't like a most of this movie yeah i'm with um, you on it's that. like you said the 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 destroying the enterprise was painful it was painful to watch yeah um i really wasn't into the villain at all yep. so he's supposed to be some kind of super soldier or something or i i, yeah. I don't know he he's morphs like, he morphs like from sucks human the energy out of people into, uh, the, the, the other dude so he was originally a soldier from earth yeah. back in the captain archer days uh-huh. of enterprise he got stranded on this alien planet and he used their technology to genetically alter him so that he could live forever. Basically. He was the captain of the ship that he was the captain of the the Franklin. And he didn't know where his ship was. I guess not, but (laughs) but here's the thing. So like, you know, he, he's been alive for so long that he just forgets stuff. And, And it's not until he starts sucking the life juice from humans to regain his form that he starts remembering things. That's so, super just, convenient. Man, that's annoying. Uh, Listen, I didn't like any of these movies, <laughs> but of the three, I hated this one the least. Okay, <laughs> I don't. I, that's not fair. I I didn't hate any of them. I just didn't care at all. 
And I guess I had the most fun with this one. Okay. All right. Kadish? Uh, yeah, this is my favorite of the three simply because it felt like more of a Star Trek um, story than the other three did. Um, there are things to love and hate about all three of these movies, but I'd give this a solid, you know, three stars out of five. Um, I, I did like how, so like the, the whole Kelvin timeline thing where it branches off into its own separate thing, the enterprise continuity is still intact in the Kelvin timeline. Right. So, uh, with Idris Elba's thing, like we got some pretty solid callbacks to enterprise. Yeah. Which I think that show got kind of snubbed in just in general. Well, that show wasn't very good until the fourth season. Well, but by then it was too late. I mean, a lot of the shows were kind of terrible until the third or fourth season. Yeah, that's, so, why, that's why I said it was. It's, they they canceled it too early. Yeah, it's as it, pretty. It, 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 it seems it, like a trend. It just found its legs. Yeah, they started going into some deep Star Trek lore and yeah. exploring different things. Yeah, so maybe and, you guys should give Picard it. a couple more seasons. Yeah, hey. Picard should already have. I don't know, Patrick Stewart it. has any more seasons in him. Um, okay, so real quick, we're done with. <laughs> this movie uh <laughs> we're done what, what, what to end on <laughs> whatever man. this freaking movie is boring um i wanted to talk about what was supposed to happen with the fourth one which i thought could have been pretty fun it was another time travel story. another time travel story but they were going to get chris hemsworth as uh kirk's father to come back we're boring jude already stop <laughs> stop pointing at me when i yawn i'm, I'm sorry um <laughs> I thought it would have been kind of cool. You know, I mean, Chris Hemsworth has come a long way since uh-huh. he was in that first movie. And now he's like, you know, he's freaking Thor. He's super famous to have him come back and play opposite of Chris Pine, who's also grown in popularity and fame to have them two on screen together. Which as I think, like ironically fathered. enough, is why they had problems part of it. Oh, yeah, because they wanted like a billion a freaking dollars. <laughs> I'd pay it, dude. That'd be a bomb ass movie if you could write it. But. There's the there's the caveat, though, the, is if the, you could write the, it. The real issue is that this entire cast has their stars have all risen. Yeah. And yeah. so it's very expensive to bring them back for anything, um, let alone adding in people like Chris Pine and, yeah. or, uh, you know, Chris Hemsworth. I think so. there could have been a lot of potential there. So I don't know. Is what it is. All right. Oh, yeah. Before we log off. Yeah. I just want to say to you guys, as my fellow salty nerds, that these last couple of months have been super fun for me. Right on. Uh-huh. I have really enjoyed going down the whole Trek Star rabbit Trek hole. rabbit hole. We got to find a new rabbit hole to go under now because, you know, I know we, we did, we did all these movies because we wanted to have some, some Trek stuff in the library. Yeah. Building up to the con coming up here in a few weeks. And, and we've done that, but I, I've had a great time rewatching these. I haven't watched some of these movies in years. So it was fun revisiting these and it's kind of sparked my love for Star Trek up again. And what do we got? I, I appreciate it. Three, it was, it was cool. three, four weeks before the convention. Yeah. Yeah. So just in time, man. It's been super fun watching Jude experience. Oh, it's been awesome, time. Jude. I'm so happy you're a Trekkie I now. I am now and, and will always be. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. And she's, she's got so much more to learn. Oh my gosh. Can you, she's, I can't, such, she's, she's still a Padawan learner. I can't wait to have you go through like all the shows. Yeah. Like there's so yeah. much there for you to binge watch. It's amazing. Yeah. If we're still doing well, this 10 years from now, we'll do it again. You know, yeah. I really didn't <laughs> want to watch these ones. Um, cause I knew it was going to be vastly different from, from what I fell in love with. Yeah. But now that I feel like it's done now I can go back and, and watch the stuff that I, that I really want to. Yeah. Yeah. I almost, do you do it in chronological start with Archer's enterprise and then go to the no. OG? No, there's no, no reason no. to do that. I, I, if I, if I was Jude, if she didn't want to watch every single episode, I would probably just go through them 
in the series in the order that they were released, you know. Okay. Next Generation, DS9, Voyager. Mm -hmm. And I would watch the top-ranked episodes that have been in each series. You know, there's probably... You, you don't like you don't need to watch all six thousand eight hundred hours of Star Trek. I'm there's excited pop- for DS9. But well DS9 you can eh, yeah. I tried for a third yeah. time yeah. to watch that show. This- oh, I thought you said it was really good. No, that was Kadish that said that. DS9 oh. is story wise, I think DS9 is the I, best of all I the series. Struggle to get into it. But, I, I but don't know like what it I said, is. um watch the pilot on DS9 and then skip to when Worf joins the cast. Yeah. Okay. Then you're good. But you know, like I said, there's probably 20, 25 episodes of each series that you could narrow it down to. to oh, God, I love the days when we got 25 episodes in a season. Oh, these seasons are long, yeah. Because yeah. there's, there's a lot of crap. There's a lot of filler episodes. Oh, yeah. You know, and, yeah. but you want some, also a lot of good stuff. You want some fun, campy, sexual tension? Watch yes. Voyager. And seven of, when Seven and Nine shows up, oh, everybody's got the hots for her. It's okay. freaking hilarious. Okay. She's you got part the, Borg, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's hilarious. It's a Voyager's my my bag. So if you have any questions about Voyager, I'm your guy. I'm, uh, I'm hoping we <laughs> on the show. I'm hoping we take some of the like two part season cliffhanger episodes. I can and, do and, and and treat them as their own thing, like we did with Best of Both. Yeah, Worlds. yeah. I would love to explore. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, because I've I could I could talk about um, uh, Year of Hell from Voyager. That's yeah. a two part episode. Freaking awesome! It's so yeah. much fun. Maybe we can do that as Jude goes through the library. <sighs> Let's book it. So right on. All right, guys, that's our conversation about Star Trek. We've gone through the OG all the way to the JJ Abrams. If you guys have, uh, haven't catched some of our other episodes, go on our YouTube channel and head back a couple weeks. They're, they're a couple weeks apart. We've got a playlist. We got a yeah. playlist of all the Star Trek episodes. If you want, are interested, if you like this conversation, you can go back and check out our other conversations on those movies. We have a lot of fun here. Thank you. As always comment below what you think of these uh, movies and uh, don't forget to like, and subscribe. Uh, Vader, where can they find you on the socials, buddy? Uh, you can find me at Matt Vader 74 on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, uh, getter, TikTok, um, I don't everywhere. Know. He's yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I, How do you I'm, keep I'm up trying, with I'm, it all? I'm trying to get better at updating. <laughs> Twitter. Usually most of the time, um, most of it's show promotion. Right. If, on. if you want to hear me, like just like really get pissy with something, it's probably going to be on Twitter. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Jude, where can they find you at? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And I'm not really on Twitter a lot, but I am on Instagram a lot. Right on. You've been on there more. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Just when you guys try to chat me. Just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew Kadish, where can they find you at, bud? You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H, on Twitter and Gitter. And uh, you can also check out my uh, Amazon page at kadishbooks.com. That'll take you and show you some of my books on Amazon. Get her done. What is Gitter? It's a, it's <laughs> well, the, it's, it's the a Twitter red version of Twitter. Okay. Um, anti-censorship type people go over there. Okay. I'll, we'll explain it to you in a minute. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you guys try to do that with another thing? Just yeah, like parlor that? and they that squashed was, it. They, they, okay. That was the yeah. man, the man put his thumb down on that. Yeah. You're we'll not see. afraid that you're going to ruin Gitter just like the way you ruined Parker? <laughs> yeah, because it's all our fault. <laughs> Cancel! <laughs> I mean, uh, if I was going to make Gitter, I would have named it Grabber. But, you know. <laughs> nice. Solid. <laughs> okay. Grabber by the pussy. <laughs> you can edit that out. <laughs> nope. You better edit nope, that out. Nope, leave it in. 
I am your host, the Salty Nerd. You can catch me on our Discord server because I don't like Twitter. Go to saltynerddiscord.com and join our server. We'll give you a role. You get access to some super, uh, some chats. Uh, we talk about all different subjects and I'm usually hanging out there chatting with people uh, about movies and whatnot and watches and other nerdy stuff. Uh, video games too. We have all kinds of stuff there. Go to, go to Discord. Discord's better. Does it hurt you to not mention dinosaurs when you do that? It's not Jurassic June anymore. I have a chat. <laughs> I changed the God. name though. You did? Uh, yeah, it's F yeah Dinosaurs. So... That's where. Okay. Saltynerdiscord.com. You go there and chat with me. All right, guys. Signing off. Thank you for joining us. As always, stay salty, my friends.